You know, on this show a couple days ago, we didn't expect it would get this bad in Ukraine. We had several conversations where, you know, I had said there's no way that Russia is going to move from the north of Ukraine or through Belarus to try and take Kiev. We had uh, Steve Rene on. He's from Fortitude Ranch. And I asked him, do you think Putin would move from eastern Ukraine up to like as far west as Kharkiv? And he's like, no, no, it's going to be Southern Land Bridge. (laughs) Boy, were we wrong because there's reported attacks as far west as Lviv, which is basically it's very close to Poland. And things are getting uh, things have gotten really, really bad. So they're absolutely moving north through Belarus. Belarus has apparently been like, no, we, we don't know anything about it. We got nothing to do with it. The U.S. has got troops in Poland. The Baltic states are on high alert. Things are bad. I've, I've got, uh, I spoke with a friend who's from Kiev who said, yup, war is here. They're concerned for their family. And so, yeah, dark times. But here's where it gets particularly worrisome. There's a few big stories, three in particular. One is that NBC reported Joe Biden has been presented with plans for the U.S. to engage in cyber attacks against Russia, against their infrastructure, which would mean U.S. directly and publicly attacking Russian infrastructure in response to the war in Ukraine. That is a dramatic and direct escalation. It's effectively this this article is is threatening enough, you know, but Putin's probably got intelligence. But if the U.S. were to actually publicly say, oh, we're going to we're going to cyber attack your trains and your Internet, we're going to disrupt your economy. I don't see how that's not a declaration of war. The next big story, which is potentially worse, is Ukraine and Boris Johnson and many others, journalists, blue checks, all saying ban Russia from the SWIFT payment system. That's international banking. If you do that, the U.S. petrodollar is 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 out. Russia is not going to cease to exist. They have resources. They're going to be immediately working with China. China's already backing them up. Kicking them off of SWIFT would be... It would it would guarantee international war as far as I'm concerned. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And the last most important story is China's defending Russia. They're saying the U.S. fanned the flames. The U.S. caused this problem and that Taiwan is basically the same as Ukraine. And it's now it's now been reported that China is basically saying they're going to need Russia's support because they plan to do the exact same thing to Taiwan. This is everything we feared would happen, that if Russia moved into Ukraine in the distraction, China would make its move on moves on Taiwan. And it seems like all of that is building up. Now, I don't believe that Biden will actually attack or there will be cyber attacks. But even if they were to happen, we wouldn't know. They wouldn't come out and say, hey, we did this. Russia may not care. They may view any attack on their infrastructure from anyone. As Joe Biden at this point, imagine some rogue hacker group now goes after their infrastructure and Putin says, well, Biden was the one saying he was going to do it. Who does he blame? We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of stories to talk about. This is crazy stuff. Joining us to talk about all of this is Ian Smith of Attila's Gym. You you had the, the, the state government, I believe, and these police, they, they come after you because you refuse to shut down your gym. Now you're running for office. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. My name is Ian Smith. I'm one of the co-owners of the Attilus Gym of Belmar, New Jersey. Uh, you may have heard of our story over the past two years when we reopened our business against lockdown measures in the state of New Jersey and Governor Phil Murphy threw pretty much all of the weight of the New Jersey government uh, and legal system against us. We we went to, to war with these people and um, 700 and some odd days later, our gym still is open. We've amassed hundreds of thousands of dollars of fines. We've mm. had pretty much everything thrown at us, but the gym stayed open. And so we, we won that battle and we remain open every single day. That was our, that was our mission from the beginning. So the rest of it will get sorted out in, in the court system slowly, but surely. 
And in the meantime, I have launched a congressional campaign in the 3rd District of New Jersey uh, against incumbent Democrat Andy Kim, and uh, we're going to have some fun with it. The, uh, the, goal, the goal is to make politicians really uncomfortable. There you go. You're also going to get thrown into the deep end <laughs> on foreign policy conversations now. Yeah. yeah. So this it's is good practice. Be, this, is, this is going to be interesting. Now, what I, I think is really interesting is uh, it's Ian's time to shine because Ian's been harping on the swift payment system for some time, and here we go. Oh, man. So this is like cancel culture at its worst. If you think you can cancel Russia out of existence and just close your eyes and they're gone— this is not banning people from the the methodology of living on Earth is not the way to to make them get along with you. Well, I'm ready to talk about it tonight. Talk to you soon. And I'm also here in the corner pushing buttons. Very excited for this conversation. The world is looking a little dark today, so hopefully we can shed some light on that. We'll see what's up. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member if you would like to support our work. As a member, you are making sure all of our journalists remain employed. That's how we, we, we pay everybody, basically, because people have signed up. But you'll also get access to exclusive segments from this show, from the TimCast IRL podcast, available, again, at TimCast.com. But don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. And I'll just, I'll just one more quick, um, just to plug before we get started. This one's just for you guys to pay attention and to be safe. Make sure you have, you have plans for the safety and security of your family. Make sure you know if you're in potential hotspots. Pay attention to what's happening around the world. I don't know if this goes global or whatever. I'm just saying having some food, having some water, having a bug out kit, having a plan. Sometimes there's a fire. Sometimes there's a hurricane. You've got to understand these things. And I hope everybody stays calm, stays safe and thinks things through because it could get really spicy. Let's get started by taking a look at this first story. This, this one from NBC News. One of the most shocking stories. And I think let me read the headline. Biden has been presented with options for massive cyber attacks against Russia. The options presented include disrupting the Internet across Russia, shutting off power and stopping trains in their tracks. They say Biden has been presented with, a, with, with the, the menu of options for the U.S. to carry out cyber attacks to disrupt Russia's ability to sustain its military operations in Ukraine for people familiar with the deliberations tell NBC News. This is important because they're not talking about retaliation. This is not some story where they said we've presented potential cyber attacks against Russia in the event they attack us. No, this is we want to have the U.S. attack Russia to stop their operations in Ukraine. Now, many people have, have believe that we should be backing up Ukraine. Many believe that we shouldn't. Regardless, this story, I believe, is a threat to Vladimir Putin. The purpose of publishing this is so that Putin knows the U.S. is prepared to do it. If the U.S. wages a cyber war against Russia going after their Internet, their trains, they are attempting to cripple their economy. Economic damage is warfare. It's scary stuff, man. Yeah, uh, you... it's it, I mean, it's no different than if we were to go and bomb these same train routes. You know, there, there's less death and violence, but the same objective from a warfare standpoint is achieved. And that's the shutting down of the economy. And that has major repercussions that uh, no country is going to ignore. So. When when you're putting these options on the on the table, you know you you said it perfectly. Are we thinking about retaliation? Because we're not immune to that. We we've already seen over the past year. I mean, we've seen several cyber attacks over the past year. We know that our uh, networks are just as vulnerable, if not more vulnerable, to those same cyber attacks. So, do we really want to start that tit for tat? No, you know, we definitely. It, 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 and that's I don't I don't think there's a winner in that game. It may already be happening. There was a refi- what was it the refinery explosion? Yeah, that, in Oregon. Yeah, yeah. When was that? Last night or when was it? Crazy. That? So that was the day before. Uh, it was yesterday, I think. And it's just 
blew up and they had no idea why. So I still didn't figure it out. I was just like, is this possibly the faulty like pipes? Attack? Yeah. Just a, sure. it was a food processing plant yeah, just I think exploded. So. Hey, look, I don't want to, I don't want to connect dots where we have no reason to connect dots. Weird. Well, Putin, I was listening to an interview a couple of years ago. He was talking to like a crowd and saying that America's uh, military defense capabilities, basically the last 20 or 30 years, they've been building up their defensive capabilities against intercontinental ballistic missiles and missile defense. And now that weaponry is so advanced and evolved that all that defensive stuff is obsolete. And so all this American, we think we've got these great, de- complete obsolescence. I mean, it's anyone that wants to kill right now, any government that wants to blow up a country can do it. I don't think they can, any any superpower, US, China, or Russia, if they want to level something, they can level it. There's going to be consequences, obviously, but we're not safe. Like, we're not living in, in like a bubble here, guys. I don't, well, just just imagine if somebody, somebody were to shut off the the subway system in New York City. Imagine the type of chaos that would ensue from something just as, as simple as, as one target like that. That's, that's an incredible, you don't need bombs. Mm-hmm. You could, you could turn a country inside out on itself with some of these cyber attacks. You know, you could cause shortages in the supply chain. You could cause disruptions in major cities. Im- imagine New York City in a traffic jam of nine million people who can't get around all of a sudden. What happens then? And, the, and a lot of people don't realize because people have like a movie-esque view of warfare. The targeting of civilians wins you wars. Look at World War II. We blew up two cities, killed untold numbers of, I mean, massive numbers of civilians. At least two cities. And they beg, Dresden please, please, please yeah. stop. It's a scary thought, but you've got a lot of people who have this view of warfare as like, I love the idea of war crimes. When, you, when you're dealing with the idea of war crimes, you're not really dealing with real war necessarily. What, what, I, mean, what I mean by that is, when you can wag your finger and say the international court will hear what you've done, that's not war. That 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 I mean, it's 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 like it's it's a lower tier of what war could be. When you're talking about actual existential war, then you're talking about people saying, "I am going to evis scorched earth your cities." Because you got to understand about targeting of civilians. Who do you think is making the machines? Who do you think is running the economy? Who do you think is producing the food? It's not like military is, is hammering away and smelting. It's not like it's all military farming. It's regular people. So when you look at, say, the Civil War, Sherman's march to the sea, that's what the North said. We wipe out the farms. We wipe out the people. We win the war. And boy, is that dark stuff. But that's real war. That's brutal war. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dresden, the reason that the Allies firebombed Dresden in World War II, which was really one of the greatest atrocities of the war, arguably had to happen because that's where they were but it was a weapons manufacturing hub basically so they were like you know what we're taking them all out full of civilians this is it like if a terrorist has a building and they're firing at you and then they have a family in there with them do you unload on the building with your with your m1 abram and just level it to the ground the answer in warfare is yes because you're being fired at from that building Hmm. they use people will use human shields man I was watching these videos out of Ukraine and uh, the subway systems in Kiev where everyone was piling in trains. What people need to know is the subway systems in in Kiev, I I, I believe probably most of Ukraine go deep underground, like legit. When I was there and I'm taking the train, the escalators going down, seemingly endless. And it's because during the Cold War, when they're building these things, they were worried about nuclear strikes Mm. and trains are extremely if not the most important piece of infrastructure, oh, yeah. transporting people and goods. So they said, if there's one, if we're going to protect anything with deep underground bunkers, we got to get yeah. our train systems to move goods. You take a look. There's, there's a story out of New York. It's fascinating. There's like a secret room in Grand Central Station that contains this old machine that used to run all of the tracks. 
and it was hidden behind like a secret wall or something. I don't know. If you get fact check me on the story, but something like this. And the reason was if any of our adversaries, say Cold War adversaries, found it, shutting down that one machine would cripple the U.S. economy. Whoa. You got to understand, man, when the U.S. says we're going after your trains, that is level one of, of starting the war. We are going to shut down your ability to transport materials and, 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 and maintain your economy. And the report is so specifically we can shut down your efforts in Ukraine. It's a form of siege warfare, really. If you're crippling their ability to transport food to their citizens, you're, you're, you're putting them under siege. And I think it's, I think it's, it's extremely reckless to put that threat out in the open. Right. It just, it seems, it seems like a flagrant, um, wag of the finger or a middle finger into the face of somebody who is clearly already um, easily provoked. Yeah, doesn't it seem strange that we are having this conversation about this? Doesn't this seem like something we should keep on the down low? Am I crazy? Well, that, exactly. They, they, Why would they, you they say want that you out in the open? It. Why? Yeah. They, it's yeah. intentional that they There's put it reason. out yeah. there. They're, they're basically saying, Vladimir Putin, we intend to attack you. And they knew, having Biden say this, he'd come out like, oh, oh. It's like, right. no, we can't even let our president say it. We gotta put it in the news. Yeah, if it's Joe, that bad. What, what did someone say? Joe Biden said, chew grain instead of Ukraine or something like that? Yeah, someone chatted this. I don't, I don't know. I didn't see the clip, oh but, uh. Wow, a president that can't command. Do you, there's, there's a whole bunch of memes about, you know, what's going on. And it's like, there's one, it's Braveheart. And it's like, Barack Obama, yeah. and then it's, you know, Mel Gibson, no, and then Trump comes, then it says hold. Trump, four, four Trumps, you know, for each year, and he's like, hold, and then it's Biden, no, charge. <laughs> it's, it's, look. There's something to be said for that. There's something to be said for the fact that throughout, love, love him or hate him, throughout the Trump years, we didn't have these type of situations uh, bubbling up to the surface right in front of us where people seem to be able to do whatever they want without fear of recourse. I mean, that's there's something to be said for that type of posturing and i think if you want to keep the world a safe place you have to be able to to do that to a certain extent you see what rachel maddow said oh my gosh that the reason that putin didn't attack ukraine under trump was because trump's position was aligned with putin's or something like that moscow yeah yeah with moscow of course they're still selling that russian collusion narrative right mm-hmm. to a certain degree though i don't think she's she i think she's tactless but there, there's one issue uh, is the issue of NATO. I mean, we brought it up on the show that Trump was like, why are we still in NATO? Like, what's the purpose here? And so Putin was like, okay, like, let's see what happens. However, I do think, in my opinion, I think Trump was too erratic. Hmm. I don't think that Vladimir Putin was like, finally, a president who's going to work it for my favor. No, that makes no sense because he was moving on Ukraine under Obama. He, w- he wanted Crimea, the eastern, the eastern regions had already declared independence. He waited until there was someone weaker in office. And I think the real, I think the issue is certainly maybe, you know, it may, it may be that when, when Trump was questioning NATO and saying they should pay more, Putin was like, we'll see what happens. But that just seems like a stretch. The simpler answer is Donald Trump was called a madman by his own followers, mm-hmm. by his own fans. They called him the madman. They called him the God emperor. Vladimir Putin's like, Got to be careful with a man like that. He's erratic. He could, he could, you, you can't predict necessarily what he's going to do. Now, it doesn't mean that Putin. Because uh, in a sense, he's looking at a reflection of himself. Mm. Absolutely. You know, there's, there, there's a lot of aspects about Vladimir Putin that are very similar and you can't predict what they're going to do. They're extremely hard headed individuals. Um, you know, and, and again, it's not, it's not, do you like it? Do you not like it? It's what, what keeps the wolves at bay? How much you want to bet? You see that's that, that statement from Joe Biden about a minor incursion? Remember that? 
Yeah. They were like, what do you do if Russia invades? It depends on whether it's a minor incursion or not. You know, I'll see what we'll do. And then everyone's like, he's basically saying the U.S. has a tolerance level for a Russian invasion of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And then Biden was like, that's their line. I can push it a little bit. I can't believe. Let, 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 let's, let's pull this map real quick or from Putin, NBC News. Putin, Putin pushed yeah, it a little Putin. bit. Yeah, Putin. What did I say? Biden. Biden. Oh, yeah. Pushed and pushed yeah, it. No. <laughs> no, Biden. Biden. The only thing he pushes is his wheelchair as he's going to the sunroom to go to sleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want to help him. Said, oh. <laughs> Check out this map. They hit everywhere. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, through Belarus. It's, it's absolutely insane. It's comprehensive. Uh, and this map isn't even, isn't even comprehensive. It's, Lviv is not even on this map. Mm. So, you know, I was talking to my friend from, uh, from Kiev and she was just telling me like all of these cities that were hit. So it, what it may be is that Russians, Russia's got special forces or some, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, ground troops who had already infiltrated Kiev and then staged these low tier attacks to cause widespread chaos, confusion and panic. Seems to that have That sounds right. There's a lot of Russian sentiment in Ukraine from what I've heard, what I've been learning about. I mean, it used to be part of the Soviet Union and a lot of people in the Soviet Union felt a lot of kinship towards Russia and, you know, it all, it all kind of spawned from Russia in the beginning, um, the Russian Revolution and so on. You guys ready to get madder than you've ever been? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Hey, I'm hey, looking at it already. Why don't you, why don't you read that headline, Ian? Biden. Biden oh, <laughs> you're both Ian. <laughs> you, Ian. Ian. You, you want me to take the first line and take the second line? You go all the way. Biden administration asked CBP officers to leave southern border for Ukraine, according to new memo. My That's, You gosh. have got to be kidding me. This, this is the type of stuff that, that makes me want to go crazy because. <laughs> makes you want first to go all, crazy. First of all, how. You look at that headline and you can't even begin to wrap your head around it. We don't even have enough people at the southern border. This has been an issue for what, a year now? Mm -hmm. And you're pulling them to go to Ukraine. Or asking volunteers. And, and it's, and it's because they want, so it's, it's mostly Poland. They want, they want these troops in Poland processing, uh, Ukraine refugees or, or migrants. It's just, let, let me read a little bit. They say, the Biden administration is asking CBP officers to voluntarily deploy to Poland following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. After being selected, volunteers will deploy within two or three days and work in Europe for at least one month. They say the, of, the, the Office of Field Operations is seeking volunteers to assist with the possible evacuation of U.S. citizens, lawful permanent residents, and their immediate family members in Ukraine. Reads a memo sent to the agency's field operations executives and obtained by Just the News. So I don't, I don't want to immediately be like, oh, you know, shake my fist. We got to get Americans out of Ukraine. We got to get permanent residents. We got to get, you know, anyone who's helping us. We cannot let this be another Afghanistan for Correct. sure. Do we need the border patrol here in America doing that job? To though? leave the already in shambles southern border. I, I feel like we have plenty aspects of our military that could cover that job. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I think, I think military police could probably do that. Um, just to name a few. And I, 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 I'd like to, to present you with my vision of how this came about. Oh and, and, and <laughs> so you've got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and they're in a room and someone comes in, you know, and they're like, Mr. President, the situation in Ukraine is very serious. We're going to need personnel to evacuate. American citizens, permanent, permanent residents. And Biden goes, Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, we have to open the southern border now. Uh, because CBP is the only one who can do it. And they're like, No, Mr. President, we don't have to. No, oh, oh, geez. You forced my hand. All right. Send CBP off the border and send them to Ukraine. The only people that understand borders is the border patrol. <laughs> I was thinking yesterday, I actually tweeted it out. If we, a war with Russia is actually a war with Russia and China. And if that happened, we wouldn't be complaining about China invading Taiwan. We'd be complaining about them invading our southern border mm -hmm. through Mexico. 
Do not f around with this. Uh, Can we coin the term for like the Russia China alliance? You know, because like history will remember the name of the, they're going to call them like you know like the axes of evil or something. Sino Rus, yeah, Sino Rus, How about like the 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 um. The evil Avengers. I can't even bring myself to call to call them evil. Like the good and evil narrative is broken down. We've been America's been putting weapons and military bases in people's face for a hundred years. This is insane. And then they invade Iraq. This is the country of freedom, the one that liberated Cuba from the Spanish Empire and gave it autonomy and independence. We fought a war to give Cuba independence, not to conquer it. And then we go into Iraq and Afghanistan. We give the rest of the world carte blanche. You can't sit in a country and let the government conquer, say nothing, and not expect other countries to start conquering. We are the example. It's, so, it's, 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 it's all the same. It's propaganda. The U.S. and Afghanistan, the U.S. in Iraq. And then they go, oh, I can't believe that uh, Russia would invade Ukraine. Get out of Iraq. Get out of Iraq right now. Get out, man. Get out is, and do it safely. God, get out. This is what I tweeted. And it was a, it was a multifaceted tweet. I said, I'm going to start an organization called Anti-War. And we're, we're, we're going to claim to oppose war, but we'll actively support any war that we're engaged in because we're engaged in a war for the sake of stopping war. So of our course, war is yeah. justified. Uh-huh. And then everyone was like, you're describing the United States and Antifa at the same time. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's kind yeah. of the point. Like, you know, the U.S. is uh, justified in engaging in its conflicts. You know what, you know what the, the issue but is? It's, it's the same players pointing their fingers at each other over and over again. I mean, who, who was in Afghanistan before we were? It was the Russians, the Soviet, yeah. Soviets. Soviets, and it, it's 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 back and forth and back and forth, and and when you're when you're playing that game, it, it hard it, it's hard to point the finger because we we don't have any right to say anything because we, we we've been invading territories for our own reasons. We had we had weapons of mass destruction was the first reason that turned out to be a big lie, and then next thing you know, we're in how many countries in the Middle East, you know, and then yeah. we're pulling out recklessly, and and then you want to point your finger, and it's it's not to say that. That what Putin is doing is right. It's not. But we can't be the moral high ground of the world if we don't have a moral high ground to stand on. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when people are talking about why we should not get involved in Ukraine, it, it, I, I, I agree. I'm like, we shouldn't. You know, to a certain extent, we can be. We obviously have to protect uh, our, our allies in the, in the Baltic states to a certain degree. I don't even know how much we want to get involved in that if things you know truly go south because it's not even our border. But we do have allies. The challenge, though, I think is it may be inevitable. Whether whether we want to or not, you look at what happens in World War II. Eventually, you get dragged into it. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, you a lot could, of questions. You could, around. you could ignore it. You know, you could say, okay, well, we're not getting involved in Ukraine. But what happens when Ukraine falls? Mm-hmm. And then what, Russia what does, moves. What does Putin do next? You know, so we, we Poland's be, not going to be sitting. They're not going to be happy about that. Yeah, we've be, we've become entangled in all these relationships because we wanted to go out and be the world police. We wanted to go out and put all these weapons facilities all over the world and and you know spread spread freedom by force and look where it gets us. You know how how much better off is the American public over the past sixty seventy years that we've adopted this world police sort of mentality. You know, what has it done for the average American citizen? Yeah, quote unquote, it's guaranteed our safety, but you know, you can't even measure that. You can't measure what you've actually stopped. Yeah, I don't feel very safe right now. But mm-hmm. the, the, what is the cost to the average American citizen? We have what, $30 trillion in debt? How much, how much of that is war debt? Mm-hmm. You know, from, from us being the world police, from us funding NATO, from us funding all these alliances and acting like we're supposed to be, you know, regulating everybody's behavior around the world. It's, it's a novel, or excuse me, it's a, it's a noble cause, but, how how successful have we been and at what cost? Hmm. Nobody nobody wants to be the one to back down. 
you know, uh, when I was, when, when I talk about, say, Antifa and the woke far left, actually, I'll, 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 I'll present you the, the, the conundrum. The culture war is, ra- is rampaging on. Would you be willing to give up free speech and the first and second amendments to have peace with Antifa? Like I, no. I say, Antifa, but you know the no. far left, the woke. Of course not. Never. There's no compromise there. That, e- that is, even that is, even if it would come at peace, because it's 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 peace at what cost yeah. kind of deal. Because what what comes after that peace? And so what happens with a country like Ukraine is people, you know, they say things like, "We should just not have the war. You need to under, like we should do." And it's like I know it's yes, we don't want war, and it's really easy to say, but you've got Russia. Vladimir Putin looks at what's going on there, and he says, "I will not tolerate." The U.S. coming in, and I mean, you look at what happened. It's not even. It's not. It's, it's the West. It's NATO. It's EU. You look at what happened in 2014 with the protests there with Yanukovych. Putin views Ukraine as already conquered by the U.S. Yanukovych was ousted. Pro uh, pro America politicians get 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 put in. Pro West politicians, and then he's like, "I'm not going to tolerate." That's a red line for me. So he says, "We're going to go in, and we're going to we're going to get rid of this Western influence." The United States says the exact same thing about Russia. Vladimir Putin wants to rebuild the Soviet Union. Hmm. He's trying to build up the Russian Trade Federation. He wants Ukraine as well. We're battling over Ukraine. And the question as, with Yanukovych was, you know, who's he going to side with? Where's the country going to go? Neither side is willing to give up that territory, the breadbasket of Europe. Thus, you get war. Now, let me just throw it back to the original. We're, we're no better off than we were 70 years ago, 80 years ago during the Cold War. Right, we're, we're we're right back in that same scenario. But let's let's throw it to to this, this the start of the segment and to what I think matters substantially more. When you have the Biden administration asking CBP officers to leave our southern border, they do not care about this country. Right, and they are asking the United States of America to sacrifice blood and treasure for for people in a faraway land. This is we, the, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say I. I, I yeah. Shouldn't we secure our own oxygen mask? Could you yes. imagine yes. being one of the first people that volunteered to go to Vietnam because you didn't know what what was actually coming for and waiting for you over there? Yeah, those people like they the people volunteered happily in the beginning because they didn't realize because they they, they be bought dying. all the propaganda. Lydia, yeah. I'm they, sorry, I, I felt like no, I interrupted you're fine. you. I was just gonna say this to me seems like such insult to injury for Joe Biden to stand up there and to say we're gonna have to make sacrifices. Who's really making sacrifices here? Is it Joe Biden? The middle class. No, it's my the middle brothers. class and yeah. only the middle class. Yeah. I mean, none of, none of them. it's the, it's the, it, the poverty, like middle class and, and down. Yeah. Right, when right, I say, right. when I say middle class, I mean everybody. Cause to us, it, or to Just them, the to them, it's, it's everybody except them. Right. Look at the, look at these like blue check elites who are Ugh. like, we have to intervene. It's like, I've got an application right here yeah. for you to who sign up. Yeah. How old are you? You're 55? Well, <laughs> if you can hold a gun. I thought you asked a really interesting question. What's Putin going to do next? And that's like, I've been thinking a lot of this came up a couple days ago and was worth repeating that when Hitler invaded Poland, he was doing it in his, he said because there were, after World War One, the Treaty of Versailles split a piece of Germany off, gave it to Poland, and then the Polish government was executing and creating, committing genocide on these former Germans, now Polish. So Hitler was going to liberate that area and bring peace back to those Germans. Putin's saying a similar thing with uh, Ukraine, post-Soviet, they're, they're Russian. Um, there's a genocide going on. He actually said that in his de- declaration uh, yesterday. I don't know if there's a genocide going on. The the U.S. news has been completely silent. I've never heard an inkling that there might be a genocide going on in Ukraine. It's different. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, no, no. It's different. I would I would say I think the Ukrainians learned their lesson about Russian control from the Holodomor and probably are not too keen to be you know involved in something like that. But when we're if we're drawing parallels, Russia doesn't need to be Germany in this. China can be. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's you know history doesn't repeat it oh, rhymes you're right because China Mussolini, does have Mussolini right. and Hitler kind of fed off each other. One would invade a little bit, then the other one would be like, oh okay, I guess that means it's okay for me to take. And they're like, really? Well, then I'm going to take a little bit more here. Then I'll go into Poland here. So if the Russians take a little piece, the Chinese psychotic racist Han supremacist mentality might because Putin's not a psychotic racist. Hitler was, but the CCP they strike me as psychotic racists. Well, they got the Uyghur Muslims. In concentration yeah. camps. And this is also American propaganda. I'm getting this fed to me from the Americans, but that's what it seems like. It's not just the Americans reporting on what's happening with the Uyghur Muslims. And you've also got the uh, yeah, and that, That's an established years, fact yeah. that, 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 I mean, that's like open massacre on these people. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're, we're not without sin, but, you know, I think there's, uh, there's a certain level of, of sinister behavior that's going on, uh, with, within the Chinese government that is, is beyond you know what we're talking about let me, with everybody else. Let, let me let me jump to this story from Newsweek because this is, is is relevant. Newsweek reports US expects Kiev to fall in days as Ukraine source warns of encirclement. So you've got multiple reporters on the story saying um three different US officials Ukraine's capital will fall within I think they say 96 hours Jeez. and within a week the Ukrainian government will fall to Russia. This is bad. It's very bad. However, it could be Better than the alternative, Ukraine falling could be an end of the conflict outright. Sure, yeah. I mean, we, we these situations are 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 terrible because they're in, incredibly complex, and you don't know the next moves of, of of some of these people. You know what happens when Ukraine falls? Is is Putin satisfied? That's a great question. You know, so is, this is my next question: Is he what satisfied, or yeah. you know, and and do we just if he is satisfied, do we just take that loss? Yeah, you know, and and what are the repercussions of that? You know, I mean, walking away with America. What are we worried about? Now, now the issue is NATO. These these Western European nations want cheaper energy. Russia controls a lot of the energy flowing in. The the craziest thing is one of one of of the moves that Joe Biden made uh, in the past couple of days was to sanction the Nord Stream Two pipeline, which goes from Russia to Germany. He sanctioned that. But he was the one who lifted the sanctions on it in the first place. Right. They tried to appease After Putin. After he shut down the Keystone did, Exactly. They tried to appease Russia. It didn't work. Russia, Vladimir Putin sees the appeasement. They're like, okay, we're going to lift these sanctions. You can do your pipeline. Just don't invade Ukraine. Otherwise, we'll put them back in place. <laughs> and Putin went, oh, okay. yeah, sure. Because <laughs> we Thanks. were fine with those sanctions. Yep. You know, they, they, they weren't affecting them that greatly. So he said, okay, sure. Ben, think- ben Shapiro made a really, really great point. He said, uh, paraphrasing, that the U.S., that, that our, our culture is so materialistic. Yes. That we think sanctions, inhibiting their ability to buy things, will stop them. Russia wants to rebuild the Russian empire. Joe China Biden, Joe wants Biden Taiwan. Said it today. Joe Biden said it today that he didn't think the sanctions were going to do anything. There's yeah, a, there's he did. A clip he of, there's that. a clip of him yep. coming out and saying, yeah, well, we didn't think sanctions were going to do anything anyway. You know, so it's, it's a, it's, it's all for show. He know he knows that that's not going to be enough of a deterrent. Ben Shapiro it, made the really interesting point. Sorry to cut you off. I just yeah, had to good. throw this out there. But Ben Shapiro made the really interesting point that Russia has something higher to work for that the U.S. no longer has. He's like, we are so materialistic. We care about faster cars. We care about Levi's. We don't actually care about our country or like any kind of overarching moral framework. And they do. And that's something we cannot. Because they've understand. been struggling for how long, right? You know, exactly. and this is this is if you're if you're Russian. You know, and if you're in the Russian government and if you're Vladimir Putin, you're seeing this as a chance to, you know, like, like you said, rebuild or, or restore 
whatever that empire was in his mind. I think, they, and we're not looking at it from that perspective. Right. We've in America, we we've never experienced that. You know, the the worst hardship that we've experienced financially in terms of in in terms of you know hardship was the depression, and we made it out of that okay. And that that lapsed far into our memories. You know, the, these people have been living under harsh conditions for a really long time. So they're looking at, they're looking at these opportunities to capitalize and become a more powerful country, become more economically stable. You know, so what dog do we have in the fight here? Hmm. I think if he was smart, Putin, and he is, that he would take what he takes out of Ukraine and then that's it. He moves on and he's remembered as Vladimir the Great. Like you could But do you but really, if he pushes do you too really, far? Honestly, do you if if you were a betting man, would you bet that he would do that? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, because otherwise he's going to get the world to declare war on him. He's got to be careful. No, no. I I think I think you know we learned a bit at a time. We, we learned a lesson here just two days ago. We're like, ah, he won't go for yeah. Kiev. That's ridiculous. He won't go. I didn't think ninety six oh. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 were sitting here saying it'll never happen, and then we, last night it's like the show ends, and I, I got a message from Luke, and he's like, all caps. That was during the show too. That's yeah, crazy. Russia's invaded, and I'm yeah. like, well then. Yeah. I mean, we were hard and fast because if he took a little bit now and then waited and later tried went for Kiev, it'd be a big deal. Now he's just I, taking it all at once to get it out, get it over with before people. Have from a the looks to, of the map, it looks like the entire country. Yeah, he's going to take the whole yep. thing, and then it's going to be done, and it's going to be Russia. Why uh, would he stop? Because yeah, the world will declare war on him. If no, he they won't. I think they will. I he's think already. They will. Who? So you have no choice at that point. Yeah, yeah. Who? The uh, United States, Britain, France, Germany. Um, all, all these NATO, people that, that are relying on cheap energy, Turkey mm-hmm. probably will get. This is the Chinese issue. will be on the Russian exactly. side. It'd be it's, absolute it's, torture it's for this, everybody. It's this entanglement of everybody's interests. You know, you have you have Europe relying on <laughs> Russia for a, a tremendous amount of cheap energy. Are they going to be so quick to declare war? Well, this this is the crazy thing. the The idea for so long was that trade would stop war. It's what the neocons and neoliberal establishment thought they were going to do. They said, we do a free trade agreement with China, mm-hmm. and then we'll have peace because no one will want to go to war. Instead, what happens is the bully in the room says, I'll go to war, and I get your stuff, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, tra- it works a little trade, True. but it doesn't stop war. Right. It, it helps get people get to know each other, but that's a, it gives you an incentive to work together, but it doesn't stop conflict. That's for No, sure. it doesn't because there's always workarounds. In, in a global economy, there's always workarounds. You can slap Rash- Russia with sanctions, but guess what? When China has their back, how much do the sanctions actually mean? Yeah, like mm-hmm. if they get kicked off the SWIFT payment system. Did that? We already touched on that story. We're no, we're going to get into next in a second. Yeah, yeah. But that's. I mean, that's talk about a new banking right regime. But I, I, I think right now you've got Germany. They didn't want the sanctions on uh, Nord Stream two because they want the gas, they, they want the energy, it. they need it. Yeah. Now they have no choice. Because Vladimir Putin's like, I literally don't care. I got you by the balls. If you need our gas, we can take what we want. It's one of the reasons the U.S. was like, hey, we should be working with our Western allies to move this pipeline up from, you know, the Qatar Turkey pipeline through Syria. But all of that does, all that does, if Vladimir Putin has control over your energy and then you say, we're going to screw with your allies and build a pipeline to shut your, your, your monopoly on energy down, they're going to be like, you know, I can see you doing Don't that, right? Don't think that's going to happen. Like Putin's like, <laughs> I'm watching you attack my interests. I'm not going to sit back and let you do I it. I used to play a lot of civilization. And in the game, sometimes I would choose to be like a trade-heavy ne- uh, country. And I'd have all these trade networks all over the world. But then every once in a while, the world would be like, 
we're gonna take we're we're going to war. And as soon as the person would go to war with me, all my trades would end abruptly. <laughs> I'd be bankrupt. <laughs> I'd have no income. I'd have no so you're furs. I'd have no leather. I'd have no. <laughs> Basically, if you're relying on trade and you go to war with your trade partner, you're getting done. Yeah, you're saying yeah. you're bad at civilization. Is that what it is? Well, I learned the hard way. I got I got good <laughs> see, the hard see, way. Is what I was see saying. what you do in civilization. It's a video game. Is energy you, independence? No, you yes. take the furs from them with guns. Well, that's one option if you're playing that kind of. I never play civilization method. that way. Yeah, I always I always have really strong borders, a really strong and advanced military, and I mind my own business. If I get novel attacked, concept. I go full. That right? is a yeah. that is a novel concept. <laughs> no, right? Can you say that one more time for us? This is how I, I, I isn't it? You know, this is really funny though. Do you win a lot when you play? Oh yeah, every time. But, but I go I go for science and cultural victory, which is there's different ways to yeah. win. So you know, I had a buddy. And um, he introduced me to Fallout 3. So I'm playing Fallout 3. You ever play Fallout? Yeah. The other game? First so when I, whenever I play it, you know what I go for? I go for stealth, sniper, sneak, lockpick. So dangerous, yeah. That's how I play the game. I never get in any direct conflicts. I see a super mutant. I'm in the bushes and slow motion. That's... Got to get some power armor just hold in case. On. Hold on. My buddy, when he's playing the game... He runs in, guns blazing, <laughs> oh, so heavy awesome. weapons. That's how I played Metal Gear. Hip fire. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Check it out. He was a Marine. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? Mm. Like the mentality of the person mm. comes out, you know, it's expressed in the way they play these games. His view was go in, guns are blazing, shut it down quick and fast and control the situation. Mine was sneak around slowly, take your time, be patient. Very different personalities. When I play Civilization, you can see my mentality on all the stuff. I don't like war. Mind my own business, peace and prosperity, and that's how I play the game. We, I, I build up my, my my cities. I make every everyone live really great lives. We do te- we do we research and technology. What do you do? And we mine our own business. What do you do if someone attacks you in the game? We wipe them out. I, 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 strong I take borders. it to zero. So like, it's, a, it's a strong it's a strong defense though. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I'll like go. You, I never initiate. I'll go if I get attacked. I go completely ballistic and wipe them off the face of the earth. Yep. Like I don't yeah, I don't just sue for peace. I I eradicate the species. Well, well. Like, in, in, in civilization, if you do that, all the other countries and then they think I'm a warmonger. But it's like right. you know what? You deserve it because you're a war- you attacked me. That's it's a crazy mentality, and I'm no, afraid no, that no. humans have that mentality. Look, look, in look, real life. I'm playing a game. I got my little country. You know, my, the land my people have settled. They come to my borders and they say, "Give me your stuff," and I say, "Don't try it. Don't try it." They try it. They get crushed. I go into their cities. I occupy them, and then when everyone gets mad at me, I say, "I don't care." Stay the f away from my borders. Leave me alone, and you'll have no problems. I I, I like that mentality. America can have all the nukes in the world. It can be the most powerful mf'er on the planet, and it can sit back with its feet up and be like, "Dude, we're chilling. You guys leave us alone, and we're good." That was the we'll original trade. idea, right? Yeah, that until was, they invaded was, Iraq or Afghanistan. No, no yeah. No. I mean, we got we got it wrong way before. I guess that we too. invaded yeah, well, Hawaii. I think, I think it was like Island. Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, it was before. Was we back. used to we colonized Hawaii. We we invaded Hawaii and took it over from the natives. We invaded Wake Island and Midway Island. Like we we were one of those one of those con- conquistador countries, like with Britain and France and all them. Yeah, but the you know the the original idea was that we we set out to be isolationists. Mm. We 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 conquered obviously. From sea to sea, and then we said, "Okay, this is this is our spot here now, and we're not going to go, you know, around the world, but we're going to show it off." You know, they they sail they sailed the navy around the world originally, the Great White Fleet or whatever I believe it was called, um, you know, because to show off our might. But then it went back to our borders, and that's realistically that's that that should be the purpose of a military. 
You know what would have enabled us to maintain our isolationist policies would have been to have developed some form of energy independence, because this is a problem in Germany. They decided to shut down their nuclear plants because they had a whole lot of green guilt from a little Swedish girl, and now they rely so heavily on Russian gas, they can't live without it. They're literally talking about blackouts and brownouts during the winter in Germany because they shut down their nuclear power plants, and they rely oh, so oh, heavily and, on and, it. And when they you. sanction Russia, it is going to be a dark Dude, and cold yeah. yes. think, Well, freedom is about self-dependence right if you if you can't stand on your own two feet whether that be uh, at the level of, of a country or all the way down to the individual you can't be free unless you can tell somebody to piss off and since that I, you don't need them and that you'll do it yourself yes, yes and and we need to have that as a if we're going to adopt that mentality as a country we can't be reliant upon china russia anybody for energy we have to be able to stand on our own two feet and say we're not getting involved. But if you come to our borders, you will find out. This is like I got really trounced by this. If you think nuclear energy is too dangerous, but you're willing to threaten a nuclear war power <laughs> for oil for your energy, you, you've missed the Don't plot. See the problem. Nuclear yeah. power is less dangerous. It's safer than attacking <laughs> Russia. I gotta, so you know. I gotta give. We gotta give an honorable mention to Ian for this next segment. The Guardian reports Kiev is furious as EU wavers on banning Russia from the SWIFT payments. System. Now, mm-hmm. before we get into everything, I just want to point this out. If you guys, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, World War Three, it's clickbait. It's not going to happen. The SWIFT payment system, it's the International Monetary International Banking System, ACH payments, bank transfers. It's how trade is done. If Russia gets booted, because this is what's happening. Kiev is furious. They say we want it to happen, but there are members of EU like Germany. They're saying we don't want to do it. Boris Johnson is saying, do it. Boot Russia from SWIFT. This would mean Russia can't use banks anymore outside of the country. It cuts them off financially. Do you think China says, sorry, Russia can't help you? Or do you think China says, we'll facilitate the trade for you? Do you think Russia says, oh, no, I guess we've lost and now everything is done? Or do you think Russia says, you want a war? We'll give you one. Cutting them off from the financial system. Look, the only thing it will do is push Russia further away and give them less of a reason to actually negotiate on any of this stuff. And I see blue checks. I see high profile Democrat personalities and, and never Trump or neocon types being like, yeah, we should do this. Yeah, yeah, shut it down. And I'm like, okay, give Russia nothing left to lose. Do it. And then yeah. see how they respond. Fortunately, I'm from the Washington Examiner 50 minutes ago. Biden declines to cut Russia from swift payments. No, no, that's from today's sanctions. There's going to be a meeting, I believe, tomorrow. So Biden today said, we're only going to sanction some of their biggest banks. We we are not going to be cutting them off from SWIFT. This does not mean they won't in the future. Mm. That, sounds like, still, that sounds like a baby step to me. Right. Saying your four largest banks are being cut off. It's saying, be prepared. We're going to, we're going to shut down your entire financial system mm, coming so soon. so crazy. And then you see him shutting off the bank accounts of the Canadian people. The, uh, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine has shut off three, according to Tulsi Gabbard, three of the largest television stations in prison. Like, wow. this is Western democracy doing these things, shutting up, threatening to shut off economies. Bro, like, bro, we're not the good guys. No, 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 no. Maybe no. we're not the good guys. War, war, war ain't no thing. No, bro. nobody's uh, a good guy war, in war. War, That's war a good is point. not a walk in the park. During World War II, we had an office of censorship. The U.S. had a department. Uh, it, was, it was, I believe, it was a department of censorship. Who slip sink ships? Yeah, the Germans had the mo- minister of propaganda, Goebbels. Yo, we had internment camps for the Japanese mm-hmm. in the United States. The, the, this idea they don't of, teach that too often anymore. No, they they, 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 they they browse right over that in in you know U.S. history one and two in high school now. They don't what, really, the internment camps. Yeah, they not they, for me. They well now I mean. 
you know, that, these days. Yeah. I mean, history, history class has gotten watered down wow. tremendously since, you know, since the time that we were in school. We should know more. About and that's, that. that's something that's really important because again, it's, it's, if we are going to be the country that says you are wrong, you can't do this. We need to start working on our. And, and like Tim was saying, in war, you know, things, how things change. Maybe there was some value to interning the Japanese that may have been Japanese spies. Who knows? If we hadn't interned the Japanese, that maybe was the, there that was the initial overthrow. That was the initial uh, reasoning for it. But it was like Japanese citizens, civilians, like expats, people that didn't deserve to be imprisoned were being interned. Yeah, so there's, so, a, there's a lot of collateral damage when you do something as sweeping as that. So you, you talk a lot, Ian, about the swift payment system. Tell me your ideas on the swift payment system. It's like a global – I don't know who created it or where exactly. I imagine it has to it do up. with the Bank of International Settlements in Switzerland. But it's like a company – It actually goes through the Bank of Belgium. Wild. Yeah. Like yeah. A, I think like 11,000 banks. All right. 11,000 banks, 200 countries around the world, and it moves through the Bank of Belgium. Mm-hmm. The Bank Society for Belgium. Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication, SWIFT. It was founded in 1973, 48 years ago. La Holpe – is that how you pronounce it? Belgium. It handles basically uh, uh, all uh, – I'm sorry. It says uh, around half of all high-value cross-border payments worldwide use the SWIFT network. Does wow. it have any figure as to the dollar amount of the transactions that go through that type of – It says 32 – I'm sure it's staggering. 32 million messages per day. So, so it's uh, a message, a transaction? A transaction, I, I, I would imagine. million. Okay. So that's – that you're talking an unconceivable amount of money, probably. Yep. And it's probably dark money, too. I bet a lot of that's under the table. That's the problem with the Bank of International Settlements in Switzerland, where they kind of funnel money through, is there's no oversight, no governmental oversight in the world. It's a private company that's controlling this economy, basically, right now. So I have I have a, a – maybe maybe you'll have some thoughts on this, right? So say say we do kick them out. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Right? We kicked them out of SWIFT. Where does the crypto market come into that? Oh, baby. They'll probably make like Bitcoin. I bought Bitcoin their, today. Yeah, they'll probably make it their national currency, a crypto. They'll probably create like one or, or use Bitcoin. Or, yeah, that's, or, or that's an interesting what what happens with the crypto market then when when, a, when an entire country says, all right, you'll kick me off of, you know, your your traditional mm-hmm. standard, um, you know, transaction system. Well, we have crypto. That's right. And you can't shut that down. You can't. Russia no. can just very easily say. We are going to now. Unless you shut off their their internet in the entire country, I guess it would be the that only was the threat. The the threat. From and that, again, look how quickly that escalates. You know that w- you could yeah, you could replace you could replace the banking ledger with the crypto ledger. You could say, "Here's what we're going to do." I mean, I'm sure Russia's already working on it. Russia's bought up Bitcoin. 
They're probably saying, why should we rely on the centralized controlled payment system out of, out of, out of Western Europe? We can just use decentralized crypto yeah. to facilitate value exchanges and then have that be the basis for our monetary system in our own country. And again, you have talking from a crypto standpoint, you know, and I, I have a, uh, a very novice level of understanding of crypto, but okay, they say, okay, we're going to adopt crypto. And then what happens when the entire Russian economy switches to mining crypto? They have the space for it. They have the resources. You know, they could do it up in those really cold Siberian places where it keeps the GPUs cold. We're enough. in an interesting place in crypto where we're moving away from proof of work to, to create the crypto and it's moving towards proof of stake. So like the people that are rich are going to get more rich, but the people that are, are creating it are not really going to be the ones that make money on it anymore. It's kind of, it's kind of lame that they're doing that, but it's like it's a rich man's want. game. Well, it's what yeah. happens when government gets, starts getting That's involved right. in these things. You know, cri- crypto was, at least from my understanding, the, uh, the, the separation between government oversight and regulation and money. And now we're watching governments ab- ab- adopt it. When and, I, when I saw, we're gonna pro- we may provoke an, an, one of the world's largest countries to adopt it. It may the, be inevitable, it. actually. I wonder if that, I was thinking the bastion of freedom in the United States that's now in, invaded and enslaved Iraqis for 20 years. It would be the, the pressure that would push a country to uh, develop some sort of more free, equitable currency. When, when I saw the news, about, you know, Ukraine saying we want them banned from, from Swift. Uh, uh, Kiev saying we want them banned from Swift. When I saw Boris Johnson saying it, I immediately bought Bitcoin. Immediately. That's just me. I'm not giving anybody advice. I bought it. And then right after I did, I was in the dip because it dropped when the chaos happened and then spiked again. And I was in the dip and it spiked and I was like, all right, that's good for me, I guess. But you know what I'm thinking? If they do ban, look, they're already sanctioning these banks. These banks can already circumvent that by using Bitcoin mm. right now. Yeah. So what does that sanction Sanctions even are mean? Sanctions are meaningless. <laughs> but if they kick them off swift, I think Bitcoin through the roof. Because Russia is going to be like, buy it up. And what does China do at that point? Buy it up. Oh, yeah. After they, after they've already taken this hard stance against, you know, kind of crypto and... But they, you can they, track this, people. I guess, I guess they've, they've taken a hard stance against people owning crypto, yeah, but they, I'm government. sure they have no problem buying it up themselves. No, they're, they're, they, they do that as a game. They they, they they put out these bans so they can strike the price down because people panic and then they can buy it back up. You know what might happen? I don't know if it will. We kick Russia off Swift. Russia says we're going to use Bitcoin to back our transactions and handle our international trade. China says, hey, Russia, we're in it with you. We want your help on Taiwan. Both Russia and China don't like the petrodollar anyway. They say, okay, you don't want to trade oil. You don't want us to get access to your markets. We're going to cut you off from our energy production, and we're going to buy in crypto or Bitcoin or other currencies. You can't do nothing about it at this point. It could precipitate the end of the of the U.S. dollar. Absolutely. At a, I mean, we're we're watching it like slowly, kind of like just decline at this point. But that yes, would that, that would be an overnight just death to the dollar. Not to mention gas prices already skyrocketing. There's, what are they saying? Four bucks a gallon is coming. Yeah. Because now we're getting it, close. Now with the close. sanctions and the conflict, Russia is going to be pushing back, being like, "You don't get our oil if we can't trade on your systems. We don't, we don't, we don't give you the oil. We're going to keep it for ourselves." And I bet you, Joe Biden doesn't even consider opening our national pipelines. Oh no, he's shutting them down. There was a he recently, recently there was news. Um, I should try. I'll try and find it in a second. Recently issued a ban on 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 producing natural gas in the United States. Another one. Why? I don't know, man. The little Swedish wanna, girl. Why? Why? Right, no, no. Why Seriously, are they green, taking green guilt? It's, why, it's green guilt. It's why this are they taking idea. CBP from our southern border to go to Poland? The policy is is to gut this country, 
either because they're morons or they're laughing all the way down. I it's got to be. I, I believe the latter. I, re- yes. I really oh. do. At this point, you yeah. can't be, you know, you hear people all the time, oh, Joe Biden, he's so stupid. And, you know, come on. I, I don't believe these people are that stupid. You don't get to that position in life being an idiot. <laughs> he's good at following orders. That's for sure. Sure. But you can't be making this many mistakes. They've made too many mistakes at this point for it to be stupidity. Yeah, I think you're you're gutting this country yes. from the inside. I think corporations, including the federal, like the oh, we're gonna just take it one issue at a time. Look at the southern border and work your way up from there. What what comes across the southern border? Illegals, no. mm-hmm. you know, people nobody fentanyl. vetted fentanyl. The yeah. number one killer of the ages between what eighteen and thirty five right yeah. now is fentanyl. Where does that come from? It comes from China. You know, look at our supply chain. Look at our energy production. Look at the value of our dollar. All of these things are moving in the wrong direction. And they're, they are all the result of policy created by our own government. These aren't, none of these things are happening to us because of outside influence. I wonder if, yeah, sure, China is shipping drugs, but we have a responsibility to protect our own border. We're not doing any of these things. And all of the problems that we're facing today as a, as a, as a society, as an American society are self-inflicted. By our own government, moving moving border agents to Poland when we have a clear crisis at the border is about the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, how like, about how about this one for you from AmericanPress.com? Biden halts all new oil and gas leases from Wednesday, February twenty third, twenty twenty two. Reported by the AP, the Biden administration is delaying decisions on all new oil and gas drilling on federal land and other energy related actions after a federal court blocked the way officials were calculating the real world cost of climate change. What were you just were you saying? <laughs> the green, green guilt and green guilt. It's a high, it's a hijacked idea, you know. And nobody, I don't think at this point, denies the fact that humans have an influence on the on the climate sure. around them. Right. But this idea that we that everything we do has to be like renewable and this and that it's a it's a ruse to undermine all of these things that make us fiercely independent. This country can depend on itself. We, we have everything that we're, we're one, we're a unique country. Right. We have everything that we need within our borders to be completely self-reliant and somehow we are not. I think we're missing we, we're, we're, we're on the verge. We have Alaska. One we, thing. We, 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 we are, we are facing down full-scale ground war in Europe. Like there is legitimately a ground war the, in Europe right now, the most significant we've and we're seen halting oil since and gas World War II. And Biden's like, oil and gas we don't need it that should be something he rubber stamps at this point yeah until further notice yeah we, is, we have we have, have a conflict on the horizon ramp up the machines at home and get ready to at least at the very least flex your muscles biden's gonna I look gotta, at biden's gotta, gonna look at joe biden flexing his muscles and laugh at oh, this point excuse me i gotta i gotta <laughs> say something biden might be looking in the mirror and laughing <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta say something that's probably controversial oh yeah um you know and it's gonna make a lot of people angry no. But Donald Trump was a better president than, what? than Joe Biden. But there are no That's right. tweets. <gasps> That's right. About you know, I, I thought about it. I thought about it. <laughs> and I was thinking um, maybe the mean tweets were worth it. Maybe it was. Yeah. 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 Energy know, independence. There, there are a lot of things that I disagree with Donald Trump on, but mm-hmm. he is unequivocally a better and stronger. And I think stronger is, is really – in terms of this topic, an important characteristic. Well, look, yeah, he, he is look, a stronger president. He projects strength in a way that Joe Biden, I don't think, ever could. But look, nor look, Kamala Harris, or nor really anybody on that roster on that side. But I, I got to get a little real with it. It's not hard to be better than Joe Biden. Right, right. No, no, no. We're not setting the bar. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like, I thought Trump was great about 
not falling for this kind of global agenda of corporatization. Like he got us out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership within like two weeks of coming yeah. into office. He saw the danger of allowing our citizens to be sued by corporations because they didn't want to discriminate. They didn't want to buy Malaysian oil. Like we're sovereign citizens. We don't have to bow to a corporation. That was early on World Economic Forum stuff. Um, and the, I think that what's happening is that, that there are corporate powers that are putting com- countries against each other so that they fight and then they can fall apart and be like, hey, see, national governments don't work anymore. Let us come in and say – I told you guys this before the show. Let us come in and save you with our corporate benevolence. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted – Look at this. I want to follow this story from the AP. Biden halts oil gas leases amid legal fight on climate costs. Stab me in the eye. Russia just invaded. Oh my and gosh. this is February 22nd. When they were screaming Russia was going to invade Kiev. We're talking about and, climate cost. And he was like, well, you know, that, that little Swedish girl yelled at me, so I think <laughs> cut off the power. Oh, my God. I just – I'm flabbergasted but, at and the again, people who even, voted for this man. Even with this stuff, what – what beyond the headline, because it, sound, it sounds nice to your, you know, to your bleeding heart, you know, social justice warrior. What does climate cost actually mean we don't know. In, in, in that discussion? Something. I think the assumption is that carbon, too much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is going to cause a greenhouse effect, which is going to cause superheating. But so we should be worried. That's the worry. We, we should be worried about the shorelines disappearing more than we should about a possible European invasion from Russia. Like that's no, the that's invasion, the calculus that we're, potential we're doing. invasions are preeminent in, in forefront. I think, but you should not be focusing on how bad things could get, but how to fix the problem, I, 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 which I, is the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. I just gotta, I just gotta step in and say, we've got the potential for total nuclear annihilation in the immediate, yeah. <laughs> or, but we're looking at that yeah. clock we're about talking climate about environmental change. danger, a nuclear bomb going <laughs> off the atmosphere. It. Yep. Exactly. It's, it's like it's 10 million years of this stuff. That, those two words are, are essentially meaningless. Climate cost. It's, I'm, I'm right. It's meaningless. It is. You know, the American military is like the biggest polluter in the world. The amount of crap it dumps into the oceans with its navy is, and its army is like, it, as a corp, if it was a corporation, it would be the largest polluter on earth. I'm sure it probably is. And, and we're, we're not even high, we're not even up there on the list of, of the people that we're talking about in this discussion, Russia, China, all these are, are polluters of the world. These are people who don't buy this climate crop, you know, cost nonsense. And, and granted, China does a lot of things wrong. There's, there's no uh, acceptance of, of the way that they do things coming from me. But we are worrying about climate cost when these people are worrying about taking over entire countries. This is, it's like what Ben Shapiro was saying. We're like, we're going to sanction you and then you can't use the bank. And Putin's like, I want to rebuild the empire and I'll kill anyone to get my get way. Exactly. We're, like, we're not even having like, the same discussion. Hold on, we need but to can't buy that car. Still first. <laughs> we want to make sure there's a bow on it before you do it. And he's like, Can smashes you? the wall out of the way. And it's like, come on. I saw this Let's story. Build a wall. I saw build this, house. I saw this story the other day and I'm like, my immediate thought process was shut down the show, shut down all the work we're doing. Tim cast is over. I'm going to go, bu- I'm going to go buy a coconut, sit back, put my sunglasses on, <laughs> put my feet up and be like, it was fun while it lasted. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time to milk as much time as we got left, because baby, we are we are going downhill from here. This this is. I mean, this this is absurd. Our our priorities are, and and again, it's not to say that these things are not important, because I'm not I'm not one to just you know just spit into the wind, because that's what you're doing when you're ignoring uh, the effects that you do have on the climate. However, we need to have some prioritization of of what is important and what is not important, and and we're we've got it seemingly 
completely upside down. People are going to vote for the Democrats. Just, I'm just, in November, there's going to be a midterm and it's going to be close. The Democrats could even win. I just, I just, not Andy Kim. If, if you, if you show (laughs) this article to someone and you're like, Russia invaded Ukraine, Biden decides to stop producing oil and gas. I'm just, how are you the party of Vladimir Putin is an existential threat and Trump was colluding with him. (laughs) And and, also, and also let's shut down our energy production. It's like the people who are like, we don't like the government has all the guns. Let's ban all the guns. Yeah. Except for the government. Right. Yeah, except for the, yeah, exactly. Well, that's, I'm just, I'm so that, ready. That's to kind do. of par for the course at this mm-hmm. point, you know, coming, coming from that side. I'm you just, know, it's, it's the, it's the, the movement of double think and, and mental gymnastics because somehow to these people, when they go to the ballot box, it, it makes sense to them. I'm going to buy a machete and a bunch of coconuts <laughs> and I'm going to sit downstairs and I'm just going to machete open those coconuts and drop a straw in there and be like I I'm 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 done. Well, before you do that, I have to say, I will I will say that I've not seen the term climate cost before and that is really interesting to me because it is, it is super vague. It strikes me a little bit as Yeah, how's that calculated? It strikes me as anti-racism. <laughs> this is one of the nebulous goals that Black Lives Matter is fighting for. What is climate cost? It's when will we know if we achieve this goal? I what is that, the goal? I th- I think is like there the, an equation? The is opportunity there? cost no. of loss of like the climate getting hotter. Who's like if, calculating if, this? Yeah, exactly. And if they're linear calculations. They're not as, uh, accounting for change in the the, pro- the progression. So if you develop a new technology that can recover the carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and turn it into graphene, it dramatically changes the direction of of our of our models. And I think it's been it's been clearly shown, at least to my understanding, that. Of all the things that we can factor in to to climate cost and climate change, we're 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 only you know accounting for a quarter of of the things that actually come into play. So this equation that we're that we're basing domestic policy on is not a very good one. Yeah, an asteroid could completely annihilate the surface. Yeah, it, that's it's, climate change. Yeah, it's just it's you know it again you you have to prioritize, and this is this is this is pure. Uh, this is this is par for the course of what we're seeing. You know what? Do, what do we prioritize at home? We're prioritizing, you know, all of these ludicrous obje- agendas. Meanwhile, our country is legitimately falling apart from the inside. I can't imagine that uh, the U.S. can survive something as insane as this. Mm-mm. I mean, I mean, we're talking about our energy infrastructure, and we're not just talking about that. We're talking about that plus war. When you're a country that cannot put aside. You know, long-term climate goals to deal with present emergencies, existential crises. You're, you're doomed. I mean, it's, it's like the United States is looking at Russia and they're like, we would rather die than, than pollute the, the, the air. That's essentially, then you will. That's that's essentially what that headline reads. Yeah. It is so, it is so strange to me that people who can't ever think past stage one are now thinking so far into the future that they can't look at an actual possible nuclear war and be like, oh, maybe we should put this on the back burner for maybe a month or two while we just figure a out. While. Yeah, just, just like an actual Just turn them war. on yeah. until we get this situation exactly. under control and then we can resume that less important discussion. Yes. I can't believe that. Yo. I don't know, man. What's going to happen? Aliens are going to invade. And yes, then please. Force <laughs> save humans. us. Oh yeah, I think <laughs> save us. The solution is meditation. It is is prayer and meditation. I don't know. I heard thoughts for Ukraine. Will Alex, pray, prayers for Ukraine. Yeah, and then and then silent mind. You do the prayer of healthy or whatever you want to pray, and then 
absence of thought for as long as you want. Alex Jones told me that if if you uh, you do DMT, you can speak to the machine elves who will grant you the secrets to the universe. So Let's do it. maybe they're going to help save all of us from I think whatever so. this I, stupidity I'm is. I'm trying to find a conventional way to fix it. It just keeps getting worse and worse and Bro. worse and worse and infected and more black mold. and like Right, right. It's got to be some psychoactive solution. No, there, there's there's rumors already <laughs> that they've already been shuff, uh, shuffling off, uh, shuttling out prominent high-profile political figures into bunkers. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. But in we, Ukraine? No, 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 in the United States. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's well, true Well, Trudeau or not. ran rumors. away from truckers, so maybe uh, there's, I'm there's, not surprised. Perhaps, but there's, there's rumors going around that some flights have left and they're going to areas with underground bunkers. I don't know if it's true. Maybe it's not I true. I hope it's true. If we're if exactly. we're literally that, on the verge of potential chaos, we need our well our, war our political is, leaders. War is safe. happening. Do we? I know. I hate do saying that out loud, but yeah, we do. No, 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 no. I'm not Me talking as an about, American. I'm not talking about our president or anything like that. I'm talking about just like prominent, you know, high profile individuals getting ready for for war. And no, if if our leaders are going to bunkers, it's a good thing. You don't want your king standing out in the field That's just true. like waving, like I'm the king, I'm I'm in charge here. I wouldn't mind Joe Biden standing out in the middle of the field right At now. At this point, I was wondering, is Kamala Harris a more competent leader? Could you imagine I mean, Joe I... Biden on horseback, like <laughs> leading the charge? <laughs> no, can't. That'd be cool. You wouldn't be able to get up. That'd be wild. I wanna, tie, they I wanna, tie him to the horse. Yeah. They used to do that. I, I got a weekend at Bernie's. I got I got to do this, you guys. I got oh, I got I have to talk about this man. Oh, the garbage. Yes, the garbage. The garbage. I have to talk to you about a man named Jenk Uger of the Young Turks, and I don't want to because. He's just a pundit. But when we're dealing with an internal conflict that is effectively an existential threat, you need to understand the sentiment that exists among some of these individuals on the establishment side. Cenk Uger tweets, right wing doesn't love Putin just because he is an authoritarian, tyrannical leader. They love him because he's a white authoritarian leader. Race has become more important than even nationality. They've turned on on democracy and now even America in favor of a white warlord. This may be one of the most insane things I've ever read. Nowhere in these incoherent ramblings was there even a semblance of a thought. Yet this man has millions of followers and does actually have influence over a large portion of the political discourse in this country. Joe Biden is an old white man who is, is leading the empire of the United States. According to the Young Turks themselves and many of the left, the U.S. is the empire, is the fascist empire. So is Joe Biden not a white, tyrannical authoritarian? Apparently not. Apparently it's Putin. But please show me where right-wing individuals are cheering for what Putin is doing. Cenk Uger highlights Tucker Carlson, saying it proves him right. Because Tucker explained what Putin's mentality was. That's it. And I think that's important to understand. Right. Is it not? It is. Yeah. When, when when dealing when dealing with who is right now your enemy, is it not good to understand the mentality that they have? It's necessary to perhaps come to some sort of solution. Yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. They they don't want it, it's it's this typical rhetoric today where you don't even attempt to understand the other side. You this just is you just declare that they are wrong well, and and hate them. Yeah, I would like to to understand Putin's side. I think I don't I'm not like, yay, I wish he was my leader, but I under, he's a, I think as a general goes, if I was like playing a video game and I wanted to put a guy in command of my military, I'd pick him over Biden or Xi Jinping, who are both are bureaucrats. This guy's got like military experience. He's ex-KGB. He's cold as ice. He doesn't show emotion on his face. He's a good commander. Now, ethically, that's a whole other discussion. And, and we have different, Russia and the United States come from different places and we have different ethics and morals. Um, 
that's another conversation. But I have that appreciation for the guy that for his abilities. But but you know, just bringing it back to what the U.S. is facing. But it's not because he's white, and that what Chank Uger <laughs> said is completely racist. I, well, I have, it's, not, it's not just that. It, 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 I don't care what. He, what the, uh, there's no substance here. It doesn't matter what, uh, the, the ideas he's trying to convey. What matters is that I, 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 he, he's just not well. Okay, he is Plus a not well it's, person. It's white people it's, attacking white. It's people. Really disturbing. You know, it, it's what does this have to do with race? This is this is typical again. Talking about priorities of of the you know of the American mindset. This is what we're worried about. We're worried about white authoritarian leaders. How about just the fact that people are dying? The Young Turks was a genocidal group of Turks in the yeah. early 1900s led by Enver Pasha that basically created the Armenian Genocide. It's basically they did. Why would he name his co- company the Young Turks? <laughs> and why won't he change Nazis? the name? Yeah, check, dude, why? I just want to know why. <laughs> it's a cool sounding no, name, listen, I guess. Listen, no. it's because, look, man, I don't want to be overly reductive. Here's a guy spouting that they love Putin. I, I, I certainly don't love Putin. I don't know, but may, so, so, you know, I, I'm not going to assume he's talking about me. I'm not right wing, right? No, he's talking about me. He calls I can me right wing all the time. without being in love with the guy. Jenk calls me right wing whenever they do segments about me. Certainly, whatever that means, fine. But to imply that I am involved in any kind of love for Putin is psychotic. Jenk Uger doesn't, I don't think he reads. I don't think he pays attention. And I think he actually, look, I'm going to come out and say it. He named his organization the Young Turks, hmm. a genocidal group of people. He even denied the existence of the Armenian genocide until until I think like 10 years ago or something like that. So even while he had the Young Turks, he's like, it never happened or something, something like that. Mm. And then he apologizes for it. I can respect the apology for it 100%. Bro, change the name of your organization. It's like, a, 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 and this is something that comes up all the time. But this dude has the nerve to come out and claim the right loves Putin because he's an authoritarian, tyrannical leader. Dude literally la- names his organization after people who carried out a genocide and refuses, refuses to change its name. Dude, don't get your moral lessons from these people. This tweet should be enough to know this dude's lost his mind. And this is coming from the authoritarian left. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, <laughs> these are the same people that champion Antifa. You know, and, and, and exactly. It, it, it's such cognitive dissonance. They're talking about authoritarian leaders. What have we been experiencing over the past two years with mandates? These people have championed, you know, rule by mandate sort of governing. Rule by decree. Is rule Ch- by decree. Does That's- Chank, is he, does he support that? I, I haven't really followed that. I, yes. He doesn't talk highly I would go, I would go ahead. Well, I, I would go ahead and bet heavily. I, I would I, too, yeah. I would go ahead and bet heavily that he was pro-lockdown, uh, that he was probably pro-vaccine uh, mandate um, and all of it. And if I'm, if I'm wrong, correct me. Um, but coming from that portion of the left, these are people that love – Love big government. Look at look at this when it caters got. to them. You know, look, I, I I hate to talk about him because he needs this kind of attention. He doesn't he's, he doesn't <laughs> nearly get as much attention as he as he used to. Or whatever he he says, I'm sure the fake left in America, Tulsi Gabbard, etc., who are still pretending to be progressive, are livid about this attack on civil rights, let alone Putin's unmitigated imperialism. I'm sure those pundits and award winning journalists are speaking out forcefully, right? Yes, Russia arresting protesters is wrong, 100. percent what world does this man uh. live in or his followers that they think the right likes Putin because he's a white tyrannical leader and that they're happy he's arresting people? This is a fabricated reality that doesn't exist. Yeah. Where where where's the evidence that 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 thought even has been put out there right. by anybody credible that represents? Yeah, I, the right. I really don't like assumptions in general. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just one of those things where it's like, at least show me a tweet from somebody who's got as many followers as you do. That has that has said, like, yeah, Putin, go get him. Yeah. 
He exactly. Can, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, these people love creating enemies where there, there is none and, and boogeyman's where, where there are none. It's, the weird thing is, it's like these, you said these people, it was, changed. It didn't used to be, he's same guy, but different behavior. He used to be real anti-war and really uh, like, Talking about right now, he'd be talking about Iraq if it was 2007, and like how we are the reason that other countries are invading. He, I know he knows that, but to get hung up on this crap, man, I, I think and he's just doubled down and gone yeah, crazy I'll with change. it. And, but but, but me, listen, baby. listen. Obviously, what he said was insane. Obviously, the right is not cheering for protesters being arrested who are opposing no. this. Obviously, they're not out there supporting Putin. He's trying to make it seem like because Tucker Carlson says. That Putin does not like Western influence in, in, in Ukraine. And here's the perspective that it's support of Putin. But then what happens is a bunch of other um, American establishment left personalities defend his insane Start idea that, yeah. for tribal reasons. Because the right now mocks Jan Kuger, they're going to come out and be like, he's right. It's a fact now. His psychotic statement is now a fact among these leftists. The battle of cult worship. Ig- and ignore, ignoring the fact that what Tucker Carlson is saying is a mere fact. Yeah, Tucker Talk, talking about the fact that Vladimir Putin is uh, hostile towards Western European influence is a fact. That's and not that's not a that's not a supporting statement of any kind. There's no emotion in that statement. That is a black and white fact. They said he echoed Putin's talking points. Echoed. He literally told his audience what Putin said. <laughs> He's educating. Oh yeah, it, it's amazing. Putin's job is to echo talking points. I believe Putin says the that that the the the, the, the Ukrainian administration is a Western puppet. And then Tucker Carlson on his show says, Vladimir Putin views yes. Ukraine as a Western puppet. The, 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 in 2014, you know, the ousting of Yanukovych. And they're like, he's echoing his talking points. Well, how else is he supposed to tell people what's happening in that country? I feel like or this what, is a step what, further. What, what Putin's, uh, I feel like this is a step further on the removing the context thing, like what they did with Joe Rogan. He said the N-word, supposedly, whatever. They completely removed all context. They made it oh, seem it like he was insulting someone. So now what they do with Tucker say he's echoing his talking points just by saying that this is what he said. He's reporting the news. He's telling his he's audience. He's a journalist. What, exactly. He actually is a journalist. In fact, that's yeah. misleading. Telling someone someone's talking points is different than echoing them. Exactly. Echoing them well, is same. claiming that you agree with it and you're repeating it. Right. Exactly. I'll, I'll put e- it, echoing would be like, yeah, and I think yeah. that's really bad too. Exactly. I'll put it this way. The way Tucker explained what was going on, he spoke factually, but it was very much what it's. There are certain things that are happening in Ukraine that Vladimir Putin has stated, which are easy facts. Simply by saying, here's a fact of something that happened in Ukraine. The issue is U.S. corporate press lies. They've been they lied about Joe Biden. They lied about Joe Biden as quid pro quo. And if you tell the truth on that, you're echoing Putin. Amazing. Joe, Joe Biden absolutely engaged in illegal quid pro quo. You're talking about his charisma. And yeah, Vladimir Putin sees that. And he says, so the prosecutor in the administration is fired because Putin, uh, because, I'm sorry, because Biden, uh, threatened to, to take away illegally, but mind you, aid from the United States. It's so obviously an American puppet, that country. Well, you're, 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 you're echoing Putin now. That, that Solinsky yeah, guy. See how, you see just, how that works? Now, now just by observing corruption, hmm. you are well, now in support. Technically, of, I of said Russian it first, agendas. So the Russian agendas are in support of me because it was my, I, I saw it coming two years ago and I claimed it then. The Solinsky stuff is not, dude, Biden goes in there. He, he basically, I don't know what you would call, browbeated the president to fire uh, a guy that was, uh, examining his a company mm-hmm. that his son was on the board of so the, the president fired the guy 
And then when Biden, and then when that was when Biden was a VP, when he left office after Trump gets in, the guy comes back. He bragged about it. He bragged about it on stage. Yeah. Right? We've talked about this so many times. Yeah. Which is so important to understand that. But that, a video it, of him doing it. The same if you country. say that, then you're echoing, you know, Russian propaganda. Easy, and it's, easy. let me, yeah. I want to, I want to now get into sort of the, um, what's the right word? Irreverence of the psychosis here. We have this story. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what this is. Sismocked actress. Oh, actress is mocked. Jeez, proofread your yeah. headline for uploading a video of herself reading a self-penned poem, saying she wishes she'd been Putin's mom, oh my God. so she could have hugged him to stop him turning into a warmonger. Actress Anna Lynn McCord, 34, posted a bizarre poem online Thursday about her desire to be Putin's mother. Putin, 69, ordered a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. <laughs> Can I? Uh, do they have this? Let's play it because it could. No. Oh wait, I got to turn the sound on, don't I? Yeah. Oh, okay, God, we got this. this. Is gonna be you guys ready for this wait, one? Un- yeah. yeah, unmute it. <laughs> did it, did it yeah. still muted? Okay, yeah. here we go. Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. That was when I paused it the first what? time. Oh come on. I the stupid thing's on. not working. I was like, this is cringe. It's really quiet it's anyway. So cringe. All right, is it gonna work now? Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. All right, all right. We're not going to listen to this. Oh, oh my gosh. The problem I have with that is so it wasn't genuine. She wasn't saying it. She was just oh reading a poem with, like, cadence to it. That's it didn't sound like she actually it? meant it. Uh, that was why I, I, I just got to right. say, like. That's unbearably cringe. Oh, my gosh. Something is. We, we, we have a malignancy in, in, in this in this country. <laughs> Of vapid shells of people who do things like this, where they're like, I don't know about Ukraine. I don't care about Russia. I heard the name Putin in the news. Let me make a video. You know what? Social media was a mistake. Yep. There are just some people that shouldn't be allowed to post. Yep. I am kidding, by the way. That's a joke. (laughs) They should be censored. All right, that's the joke. So. Maybe minors shouldn't be able to post. I don't know. We'll, well figure that out. She's 34, Ian. <laughs> she should know better. You, you look at this. She's half the age. You look at this and it, it's, <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it, it's so absurd. You don't even know what, what to start with. It's who is this Hollywood actress and what does she have to do or what oh, does oh. she know about? 90210, man. Come on. Oh. Don't you know? And, the, and the what does this poem help? I mean, this is, I, this is typical, like, American, like, like, the toxic American culture where we think, like, you know, if, if enough hearts bleed and we, you know, and we shed enough tears and hashtag hard enough, like, we're gonna solve world problems. Like, guys. like, this is gonna come across Vladimir Putin's desk and, 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 a, and a, and a tear <laughs> is gonna, like, tears, yeah. what, just a single tear <laughs> is gonna just drop from his, like, stone stature and, and you know what? He's gonna say, let's pull back. He's gonna slam the table. <laughs> And the like, she was right. <laughs> and I too wish you were my mother. <laughs> I think Wait. this this reminds me of um. There's this like kind of idea like oh if I, if I go back and help Hitler when he was a baby and like give him the kindness he needed to become an artist, maybe you wouldn't have become a psych psychoactive psychoactive psychological psychoactive. dictator. But uh, I think that's this idea. He like, did do if crazy I did, drugs though. Yeah, he was all on amphetamines Mass, nonstop. Yeah, he was yeah. cr- just shell shocked from World War One, destroyed mind. This girl, I think, is doing that with Putin. She's like, oh, if I could have. If somehow I could have reached his inner child, that maybe he wouldn't be so vile. No, I'm very cynical about this. Have you guys ever heard this lady's name before in your life? No. No? 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 Ian? No? This person? Never heard of this lady? No. Yeah, I haven't either until today. Hey, look, she's getting It says she was on 90210, so I guess Uh, that makes her somewhat credible. Yeah, well, I mean, she's, she's got like two hundred thousand followers. The reboot, older. I would imagine, right? The nine hundred two hundred reboot. Yeah, not no. re- I know the original. If I was your Cynical. mother, you would have been so loved. Oh man, we are. So, we are, we are we're, so listen, they're, listen. they're trying. 
this is like this is uh this is American you know uh toxic culture trying or uh, Hollywood culture trying to tie this to like toxic masculinity in some way. We're a silly people, dude. If you want, and again, look at our priorities. We're like. Putin, like, you know, if you just had a mother, it would be okay. And like, it's like, <laughs> let's not talk about, like, look at any got, of the other he's got a factors mom. in he this. His mom. mom's like, <laughs> look at this. Off my back. Nice. <laughs> look at, look at, look at, hold on, hold on. There's a picture. I say, although McCord blames the family matriarch, Putin's mother, Maria Shel, uh, Shelomova, <laughs> has been characterized by others as a kind factory worker who secretly baptized him. Wow. Could you imagine, you know, if anything, you know what's going to happen? Putin's going to be like, What'd you say about my mom? <laughs> yeah, like, I could get, I understand wanting to emotionally connect with Vladimir Putin right now and you have the technology to do it. So you may as well try, but don't read a script, man. It's a poem that you wrote that you're, come on, do it genuinely if you're going to do it. Otherwise no, you're just, you're just burning the ground you walk on. It's just, there's so much insanity. This is, this isn't the only insane thing. There's this, this post from a lady and she's like, the only reason that Putin's allowed to, to wage war is because he's white. I was just and, trying to find yeah. that as, as we were <laughs> reading like, this other headline. If, if a black or brown man had invaded Ukraine, it would have been slift, swiftly dealt with. And it's like it would have been what? allowed. They said <laughs> it would have. It wouldn't have been allowed. Allowed. It, like none of this is allowed. And again, that goes to the. It it just goes to highlight how little these people actually understand the the gravity and the severity of the situation no. that is unfolding right before our eyes. These people vote. It, that's scary. Vote. It, it is. It's it's very scary. You know, and and I think it was Thomas Edison that said that said the greatest that uh, the you know the greatest threat to a democracy is an uneducated public, and we are looking at millions of them at this point. Yep. Oh man, zombie hordes. You know, who Did people who lady... vote with their emotions. You know, I'm I'm quite certain that this woman went out and and probably voted against Trump because she thought his tweets were mean. Yep, that's yep. exactly it. This that's a good point. This story. Of this woman saying, if I was your mother, you'd have been so held. <laughs> it shows the stupidity, the ignorance. And, and I would, I would bet a large sum of money she voted Joe Biden. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would, I would, I would absolutely bet that. I, do, I cannot imagine. I mean, who knows? Maybe she, she, she voted for Trump. I really doubt it. It's crazy. You know, you see these people and they say things like, well, it's a good thing. Trump's not president. And I'm like, is it? But it's bad. Like the bad thing happened. <laughs> like it didn't. All of bad the th- all of the things that you said were going to happen under Trump are happening right now. Yep. The bad things didn't happen under Trump. Exactly. It's it's like, all happening now. It's it's remarkable that they're like, well, if if Trump was president, everything would be a whole lot worse. And it's like, but it wasn't. You had him as president. The economy was great. Putin didn't invade Ukraine. Biden gets in, and then he does within a year. And you think the issue is Putin would have done it anyway, and it would have been worse with Trump. All right, man. Some people are just lost. No, and, I, don't, I don't think you can even start to reason with that because that's that's that they have they have already made up their mind, and and any anything you throw is going to lead them back to their original conclusion, no matter what. Yeah, and it's it, it comes from a, just a, a genuine lack of understanding, this, I, I think, to the severity of the situation. And and Lydia, what you were saying earlier about how the um, the the less people understood where Ukraine was, the more right. the more they wanted intervention. I guarantee that if you put a globe in front of this this young lady here, that she will not be able to find Ukraine. Yeah, at all. Absolutely. It's probably creepy. five guesses, and she probably still would not be able to get it. <laughs> you could play Wordle with her and say, "Guess the letters," and she still would be like, "What's a cry?" It's like it's pronounced Ukraine. Huh. I thought it was U C R A N E. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Close, but not quite. 
This is why I'm talking about just buying all those coconuts and sitting back and just machete yeah. them, you machete them open and sit that straw in there and just sit back. Uh, I remember the good old days. I went to Rio once. Dollar, it's like a buck for a coconut yeah, because they're great. everywhere. You sit on the beach. You walk right out of your hotel and you sit on the beach and you just get a coconut. Right on Copacabana right there. Oh, dude. Have it's you ever good. been? Yes. Oh, it's amazing. I went during Carnival. Oh, my. Yes. yes. Nice. And they got snacks and food. They got and, street food. Yeah, you know, man. Meat on a stick right in the street. That's right. Yep. Yeah, it's good living. That's See, that, that's what I'm thinking about. Let me know I'm if like, you go. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, I do have a Brazilian visa. There you go. Uh, I'm just thinking, you know, as it all comes crumbling down, maybe maybe we should spend time with our loved ones and smile. And uh, it's like, have, have you seen the movie Don't Look Up? <laughs> at the end, when they're all at the table holding hands, and it's like the world's about to end. I'm like, that's kind of how I feel right now. I know. I, I feel very. I made a video last night that I didn't end up uploading because it was so. It got so dark. Like I, 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 I want to believe that. We're, we're better than animals, but we're just animals. Someone, so I, I, someone super chatted. She was trying to kill Putin by getting him to die laughing. <laughs> Could you imagine if like this story comes out yes. that Putin had a stroke, and then like there's a photo of him on the ground confirming it, and on his phone is a picture of the woman and a big smile on his face. Oh my and then someone's like, "I think he laughed himself into a stroke and died." I think this the woman war is over. I think this woman stopped World War Three. Yeah. <laughs> she actually did it. The mad woman. All it took was one poem. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted to ask you, Ian, about Attila's gym a little bit before we go yeah. to Super Chats. You guys down? Um, I, I don't know. We haven't talked about it really today. Well, we, 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 sh- we should uh, – I, I want to briefly mention just a little bit uh, just what's going on with Taiwan and then you know, oh, give me 30 yeah. seconds. So uh, we, didn't, we didn't talk about it all too much, but I just wanted to make sure we squeeze this in a little bit. At Fox News uh, reports, Taiwan warns Chinese aircraft flying in air defense zone day of Russia-Ukraine invasion – this is just, um, I mean, this is, this is just China being like, you know, we're going to whip it out. We're going to flap it around because we can. <laughs> the U.S. is in a, in, a, in, a, in a rough spot. You're totally distracted. It's, it's, they, they, they do this. They do it often. They're pressing on Taiwan. But I think this is, um, man, you know, in all seriousness, we could talk about this lady being crazy. But there's, there's man, I'm worried about what's, gonna, what's, what's coming. You know what I mean? That's well, what we get for invading Iraq and not not getting our government out of there, man. Well, it, it it goes goes right along with with what we said earlier. You know, what do you do? Do you step in? You step into Ukraine, right? Do we do we commit X amount of troops there, right? Just just walk through it. And you, you know, you say you put fifty thousand troops there. Okay. Well, yeah. then then what happens when the Chinese say, okay, well, you know, we see you have fifty thousand troops in Ukraine, and we're going to put a hundred thousand. On Taiwan, if we're taking what's, our, our what's America's next step in that situation, and and how how far do our alliances and entanglements go before we say this is not going to end well for anybody, and we're going to step out of this? Yeah, the the Taiwan. If, but at thing, the same if, time, how do you just let these things happen? If we if we're taking our border protection off our own border to go to Poland, we've China already, knows we are spread too thin. We've already gone too far. Yeah. Yep. Dude, they, I mean, that's, they canned a I would read that exactly soldiers. the same way if I was in, in, in charge of the Chinese military. Yeah. America's in disarray right now, thank God. But let's let's, 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 let's spend a couple minutes talking about uh, Attilus. Well, the thing about Taiwan, right. the last thing I'll say is, in a war game scenario, what do you do with Taiwan if, it, if it's invaded? Do you level it to the ground like scorched earth and like no one can have it? This is where you make 60% of the world's microchips or processing, like computer software. You can't give that to your enemy in a war scenario. You can't. 
So what, it's like blowing up a, a factory that makes the atom bomb before they take it over. You can't let them have that factory. But I've never been to Taiwan. I don't know the scope and scale of leveling the island to the ground. Why would we do that? That's because nice. if, if you allow the Chinese to take control of the you'd, production. You'd be killing then, millions of people. No, no. They would do it systematically before they let the island. They would blow up all the infrastructure. And uh, the Chinese aren't going to let anybody off that island. If bro, they millions of people aren't going to blow up their own uh, you know, homeland and flee. That's a lose. It's yeah, a most lose, people lose don't get away during get scorched into. earth. You probably don't hear a lot about and the, that. And the Chinese probably know that. The Chinese probably know that if they step into Taiwan, it is a lose lose scenario for for the American military. What do we have? What is it going to take to defend Taiwan? It it would take probably a full scale war, and that becomes a game of chicken. China says, "Hey, we're going to do it." Yeah, and we say, "No, you better not." And they say, eh, "Well." We're going to do it. Your, your border patrol agents are over in Ukraine yeah, right now. You're helpless. We, yeah. How, how strong are you? You know, and if, if you're somebody like Taiwan who is on an aggressive footing and you're looking at Joe Biden in, in the way he's handled everything so far, I'm going to call your bluff. And, and if, if that's something that I, I wanted to do, I, I wouldn't look at, at the United States right now as, as a credible, the, the, the Chinese said it straight to, I think it was Anthony Blinken. They said the U.S. is not coming from, from a position of strength. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, I was thinking when we we're talking about this stuff, like the Soviet Union, United States, you got these two like jocks on the playground, you know, fighting each other. And there's some like fat Asian kid, chubby kid in the corner who's like not part of the, the, of the fight or anything. Now everyone's older and going to high school and they see the kid for the first time and he's six foot tall and super ripped and he's like, get out of my way. Yeah, exactly. And now the fight between, you know, the Russian kid and the American kid. Is getting interesting because the the ripped Asian kid is walking up to the Russian guy like I got your back, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, yeah. The Russian oh, guy's like I'm gonna pick you first, and the Chinese guy's like No, I'm gonna pick you first. Get it? They want to be the leader. They want to be the team <laughs> captain. Somebody mentioned that uh, it's called the Dragon Bear. China, and Russia, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. the Dragon. It's a bear. horrifying creature. Yeah, I don't so like World War Three is what the the silly nannies versus the dragon bears. No, it would be corporations versus. Uh, I don't think none of those McDonald's. countries. Nobody really wants it except the corporate drones. Like they don't care, and I mean literally physical drones, mechanical drones. They don't have any feelings, and then the people that are locked into the corporate media, they don't care because their their emotions are drained. Well, we saw. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the the CNN clip where they're. Um... Yes. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> So there's literal bombings it's, of Kiev. Oh, yeah. it's a, oh, that's right. The air raid sirens. I mean, if, if there's oh not if there's not more of a dude, can we play if, if, if you've ever seen the movie yeah, Idiocracy? Yeah, I mean that is like you're like wow, we are we are living part two. Like Ryan they Warren are posted this. They're putting Applebee's five for five, you know, uh, happy hour deals. It's the most right over top of literal bombing footage this is great and in the worst way this is All not right. great there you it guys, is yeah right there you guys ready wait wait i'm gonna start it over this is from cnn here we go here we go 19 seconds long brought to you by I gotta admit it's, though, the air raid sirens lead up lead very right. well yeah. part of that song. <laughs> then they drop the beat, and then and then and then when I heard it, I was like, I'm watching these air raid sirens, and I'm like, this is the end. 
But a cold beer on a Friday night sounds pretty good. <laughs> Get drunk with your friends yeah. in one bed. And anyway. most Americans it's probably had that bad. similar experience to that, terrifyingly. It's like cold war, war. brought to you by Applebee's. Uh, oh, <laughs> war till Friday. Then I get to have my beer and my chicken wings. Like, dude, why would they? You know someone pressed the button. Yeah. Like, so uh, when we do live stream, there's a button on YouTube where I can turn an ad on. We never do it. But you can click it and then, you know, a certain amount of people who are watching see an ad. It's pointless to do. Someone at CNN it was like, "Now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, it's my last day. Yeah. Here I go." No, they were probably like, anyway. "They were like, this kind of this kind of jams." Yeah, right, like, let's get it. I love this song. Yeah, drop the beat. <laughs> go. They're like, because because they have like a, I think they have like a, they have, they have a switcher. So they're the, someone heard the air raid sirens and then was like. They're like yeah, waiting for it. They, they, they got, tur- got turntables <laughs> and then he switches it. Like, yeah, bring it up. <laughs> Ooh, feel the and then you have that like that dude doing the weird butt shuffle. It's like yeah, this in reverse is the weirdest thing, and it's still showing the the, the air raids. Like it's yeah, still they're showing in the background. Right. Away. <laughs> wow, that oh is gosh. that is American idiocracy. Oh, yep, it is. It's. I mean, that's. I remember watching that movie ten, fifteen years ago. And laughing at it because like that's so absurd and it's like wow well that's you know the only thing they need like next is a commercial about like you know electrolytes. I actually yeah. know, like I, I like Applebee's. Uh, they got good. They got I like they got they got good wings. I don't know how they what they <laughs> fry stuff in. That's my only. I don't know. Concern. I'll tell you this. I never. I didn't like Applebee's. I went. I'm sure, to, it's probably not good. Whatever it is. I went to an Applebee's. I got sick, and the food was awful. I was like, I'm never coming here again. Crapplebee's. I think but, they called it. But. We were ordering, and they have this trick where you go on Grubhub. Oh, yeah. And it was called some – I forgot it was like Libby's Barbecue or something. I can't remember. And then I was like, I'm going to – oh, no, no, no. It was like Kitchen Wings. And then I was like, we're going to order wings and sauce. And so I ordered a bunch of wings. And when it came, it came in Applebee's bags. What? And I was like, they tricked me. <laughs> they create fake restaurants that serve only a certain thing so that people who are like, I don't want Applebee's. I want wings uh. will still buy from Applebee's. <laughs> and then I was like, it's actually pretty good. And so now we just straight order from Applebee's sometimes. It's oh, not the old bait and switch. The old bait and switch. They got Applebee's cheese sticks. Before I got into like health consciousness, that was I loved Applebee's. Are they the ones who have the coconut shrimp? Because that's really good too. I think so. With like, Man, the, with like the sriracha. Nail. I worked there like years and years and years ago well, as like a teenager. I'm sure it's probably still on the menu. What was your position? Server. The, oh, nice. Yeah. It, before you were 18? Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. We also order from Ruby Tuesdays. We, we live, we live kind of in the middle of nowhere, so we have like, we have few, few options. Yeah, few choices. You know, it's like either pick up from a local pizzeria or something, or you can order from like these medium sized chains. Can you give us a brief update on, um, Attilus? Cause we're about to go to Super Chats. We've got about a minute. Yeah, yeah what, absolutely. What's the so status? We are, uh, still open. We just actually passed 365,000 registered visits to the facility. We still have a voluntary contact tracing system in, in place. Uh, we put that in place originally just so that nobody could say, hey, you're spreading coronavirus. And, and to date, we've had no outbreaks linked to the facility. We have a storage unit full of 365,000 slips of paper Dang. Um, just to prove a point. But we're open every day. We have no less than 500 healthy, happy people coming through. We're still in the court system. We have an appeals process going on um, with all of the fines and the hundreds of thousands of dollars that they find us. We have an appeal process going on to sue the township so that we can get our business license back because we shut down our billing in March of 2020 and have not resumed it since. And uh, and we're finally getting to municipal court that was kicked down the road for two years because of COVID. And uh, that's where we can actually bring forth like legitimate arguments about constitutional violations and things of the sort. We've been narrowed to very, um, very narrow scopes of argument um, being caught with court orders and stuff like that. And 
We also just pled guilty to criminal contempt of court for the heinous crime of taking our doors off of the hinges. And we got one year of probation for that. Wow. What, what do you mean by we? Like your store or you? Uh, me and my business partner. Wow. Yeah. The company got charged or do you guys get it? Individually? No, individually we got charged. They, they pierced through the LLC for all of this. So, so, so we're all, we're personally liable for the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of fines. Um, and they, they, they brought criminal, criminal citations against both Frank and I. To give context, tell us, you guys basically, right when COVID came out and they started putting lockdowns and shutdowns, you guys just basically said, no, we're staying two open. Mo- two months in, we reopened. Okay. Um, day, Three or four is when we decided that we were going to reopen, but we took our time over the next like six weeks to develop a very comprehensive safety protocol program because we knew that we were going to get pushback and and we didn't want to just open just to, you know, just to, to open recklessly. You know, we wanted to open because at the time we truly believed that COVID was a credible threat, but that there could be some sort of happy medium between shutting the world down and, and, and mitigating, you know, the spread of COVID. Um, so we opened two months after in May of 2020, and we've been open ever since, no matter what they did. All right on. Let's yeah. go to Super Chat stuff. If you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up for you around 11 or so p.m. We're going to be talking about conspiracy theories about why Vladimir Putin really attacked It'll be interesting. It's, it has something to do with biolabs. You'll, 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 you'll want to check this one out. Oh, yeah. But let's get into the Super Chats for now. Get your super chats in now, and we will we'll try and read as many as we can. All right. Lepardi says, I don't know how Alex Jones does it, but he called it again. Check out the video from Memology 101. He was right again. All right. I, I love looking at this. This might be a video I think I saw from last October where Alex was like, uh, apparently my sources are telling me there's going to be some sort of military war conflict in February. Is, really? This is from my sources. He tends February. to be proven right by time. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. I mean, he's, he's got a pretty good track record over time I, of, of being right ahead of the curve. I think he but knows he, a lot he's of got, the right he's, people. There's a lot of noise in there. Yeah. Yes. You know, a lot of stuff he says is noise. Well, when you throw a lot of you know crap at the wall, right. you know, some, some, of, some of it will yep. stick. But I, mean, I, think, I think he's been right on some pretty, pretty important things yeah. you know, along the way. Ryan Johnson says, uh, Johnston, sorry, as much as I despise the administration, I will go back into the USMC if we have World War III because it is the best hope for the survival of the Constitution. My life is swore, uh, the Constitution, to the Constitution. Right on. I respect that tremendously. That's, that's a scary thing to sign up for. Yeah. Willingly. OMG Puppy says America did fan the flames. They led Ukraine in the path to destruction with the coup d'etat in 2014 and encouraging them to antagonize Russia and become a nuclear NATO member. Russia could not permit that. There wasn't, there was a, a, a you call it a coup, but the president was removed. This is when Zelensky got put into office. Is that, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if it was Zelensky. Was it, was it Zelensky or was know, it, check that so out. Was it, who was it? Might have been. Yeah, take a look at who it was. Was it, was it Poroshenko or what was he? I'm not sure. I don't know. But uh, Yanukovych was ousted, and he was the, he was the, the, the president of the country. Uh, KT Sky says, you are always wrong. Ian is always right. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> Only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's grab some more super chats here. Grand Kai says, didn't Biden give a list to Putin of infrastructure not to attack after one meeting? Could this whole thing be planned with China and Russia, given all the connection between them and the elites? No, I don't, I don't know. That sounds ridiculous because, you know, Putin's, he, he's, he's too headstrong. He's too into himself. I really doubt it. But, um, 
Biden giving a list of things not to attack was like just pathetic diplomacy where he was like, all right, if you do attack us, just don't do these. And everyone's like, did you just give him a list of critical infrastructure to attack? Yep. That's kind of what that is. That's, <laughs> right. <laughs> again, that's going back to that idea that we shouldn't really be talking open strategy uh, or weaknesses. Yeah. You know, yep. in, in our mainstream media, we should kind of keep that stuff under wraps. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Uh, was it? Uh, uh, Arseny Yatsenyuk was the uh, interim gover- governor for Ukraine after the revolution. Governor? And then Pe- Petro Poroshenko, <laughs> Poroshenko became the right. president. Yeah. yeah, he was governing until Poroshenko became president. All right. Mr. Slendy says these aren't goat farmer militias in the desert. Anyone who has has been spoiled by the proxy wars on the other side of the world, wake up. These are enemies who can reach out and touch us with fire and death. Yikes, man, that's true. Very true. Man. Alex Law says all Russia has to do is turn off the gas supply to Europe if anyone, including the U.S., retaliates in any way. That's yep. right. Yep. Yeah. That is true and correct and they scary. are beholden. Wow, man. It's not like we're going to uh, come in and, and subsidize that in any way. Yeah. Bobcat says, Tim, room 34 is real, but that substation can only run the subways on the island, not the whole system like the legend says. Interesting. Oh. That's a secret room. What they Grand call it? Room, room 34. Room 34. No, I don't think that's true. Is that is that what it's called? That's up? cool, though. That's a, is that what it's called? He seems content. like he knows what he's talking about. Is that real? <laughs> Let me find Room 34. Out. No. Not seeing it. Not, I think, it, I think it's a quick tr- search. Oh. Inside the secret life of New York's Grand Central. There you go. Is that what it is? Maybe, yeah. ArchitecturalDigest.com. Huh. I think I read it in the New York Times. Ooh, Grand Central is amazing. And we were talking about um, having privatizing the train tracks or like having – not privatizing, giving naming rights. Naming rights to infrastructure. And having like uh, um, Amazon and FedEx tr- bring – create like hubs in the city and then overhaul and, and maintain all the tracks. be cool to have a big Grand Central like shopping mall, I think, at Grand Central. That would be really cool. All right. Alex Hilbert says, hey, Tim, I'm a paratrooper in the 82nd that works – in an S2 shop, intelligence, I appreciate your attention to detail, and I have to say, keep up the good work. Ian, keep rolling 20s. Hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Heck yeah, man. I mean, look, I, I, I read a lot of different news sources, and I try and, you know, when claims are made, I try and find alternate sources, and I try and find root sources to make sure that I'm getting the real, legit information. And when a lot of the information is based off of videos on Twitter, it's like, how do you really confirm it? Like when someone yeah. posts a video of a tank rolling, and I'm like, how do I know that's Russia? Yeah, yeah just you don't even know where that is. Luke right. tweeted just out just because it says that. Luke tweeted out like airplanes flying overhead, and it was like the Russian invasion has commenced, and people in the comments were like, this is from a year ago. Yeah. This is like a flying exercise. We we for that. you know this morning when I woke up, I heard quite a bit of air traffic. We're huh. really we're really close to DC out here. Interesting. And so there were some helicopters and some other you know flights. Sometimes we see ospreys. It's cool. You ever see those where, yeah. like, they have the props really that can cool. turn up yeah. and go forward? Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, I wonder where they're going. But, um, you know, D.C.'s nearby. Plus, we got Mount Weather right over here. I told Luke that he needs to get out of Florida. I was like, you don't want to be in Florida right now because it's a peninsula. And, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. But if you're concerned about this escalating, Florida's not a good place to be. And he's like, you're right next to Mount Weather. It's <laughs> like the emergency bunker. And I'm like, I didn't say we were in a good spot. I'm just We saying. just have better ways to exit. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, no, but I'm, not even, I'm, I'm just saying, like, Florida's not a good place to be if you think war's coming. All right. James Rogers says, Tim, I really wish you'd stop pushing this narrative that we're all going to war. All we will do is push sanctions and give aid. Russia is manufacturing a false narrative, and your hatred of Biden is making you fall for it. Stop. I actually gave credit to Biden. I think, I think James, you might might be uh, have an optimism bias or a normalcy bias. 
I actually said I don't blame Biden for having that's going on. Uh, no. I, I think uh, Vladimir Putin's exploiting a situation he's long wanted to pursue. I think a lot of the problems we've been facing with the inflation is easily attributable to COVID. But I think Joe Biden's did a bad job as well. Yeah. And, and when it comes to the situation in Ukraine, uh, Biden isn't entirely at fault. He's mishandling the situation, but a lot of, a lot of the restrictions and, and, and the things you have to take into, into account are from years and years of foreign policy. You know, so he's, even if he's making the wrong choices, he's operating on a playing field that he didn't necessarily lay out in front of him. So is it his fault entirely? No, but he's the one steering the ship. So I, I think that we should be looking towards him to make the best decisions that he can given the set of circumstances and, in front of him. And on top of that, I just want to point out, I mean, when have we talked about stripping out a nuclear power from the SWIFT payment system mm. or the U.S. directly attacking Russia? This is not, we're, we're not talking about Afghanistan or Iraq. We, this is not proxy wars. It's not Syria. This is the U.S. being like, These yeah, are we'll, two superpowers we'll butting after. heads. Is Russia a superpower? I guess they are. They still yes, are. They got yeah. nukes. Their, their, their GDP is nowhere near you know, the size U.S. and China, Florida. but yeah. the size of Florida. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, that's why Putin's mad because he used to be Jelly. a bully in the playground. Well, he, now keeps, yeah. he keeps rolling through Eastern Europe. Mm. You know, he, he's going to have a little bit more in that. That's right. In that armory. And, and when you have China who has clearly backed him already, I mean, that doesn't matter so much that he's got a, a small, smaller GDP. If yeah. Also, if you're calculating GDP, if they've got a trillion GDP in fiat, you've got a trillion GDP in Bitcoin. Your Bitcoin trillion is worth a lot more than that trillion in fiat if you measure the calculate the way the fiat is headed inflation-wise. So his GDP may look small on paper, but it might be better currency. All right. Keegan Mooney says, fourth attempt this week. In the immortal words of Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, watch Attack on Titan. Real quote, real life parallels are only getting realer. Really? I've only seen a little bit of Attack on Titan. I should check it out. It's where they fight the giants. Yeah, the, the Titans. Movie, the show's wild. And they've got these weird things on their, on their hips that have like that fire cables so they can launch themselves in the air. Really disturbing uh, art. Worth seeing just yeah. to put your eyes on it to see the art. It's really weird. Really crazy. Hank McCormick says 100 suitcase size nukes missing from the Russian stockpile since the 90s. How many Russian sleeper cells are out there? Hmm. I don't know, man, but maybe there's Tom Cruise with a crack team of special agents <laughs> keeping us safe. No mm-hmm. doubt. What if, what if Tom Cruise actually was the secret agent for Mission Impossible and the movies are to cover up the explosions? They say oh, if they're just doing stunts. Just doing he was effects. a fighter pilot in Top Gun. That's, That's right. right. Top Gun. Makes sense. That proves it. <laughs> yep, He's I'm sold. The hero. Yeah. He does, he does a lot of his own stunts, I hear, though. He broke his foot that one time filming Mission Impossible. He jumped between two roofs and then, Whoa. like, roof to, rooftop. Oh, stuntman. Oh, gee. Yep. All right. Let's see what we got here. Christopher Massey says, as an Afghan vet, I feel qualified to say not only did the idiots in the swamp lose a winnable war, but it took 11 years to kill a guy that was living in caves, <laughs> but they're going to outsmart Putin? Mm. Yep. Doubt. Man, that's why I'm saying I'm not confident. No, it's, and, and these are the people that, that we should be listening to, not uh, not the girl reading the poem. You know, on the internet, these are people who have experienced conflict and who understand that there's really no winners in this situation and that we, we should be trying to resolve this as diplomatically as possible and with, with as few casualties as possible because any American conflict in the past 20, 30 years has not brought this country any, any form of good. It's only, it's only hurt people like this, these veterans. And, and we know a lot of these guys because these are, these are the guys that come to our gym. 
you know yeah. and these are the guys that have seen it and 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 seen that these are not these are not wars that we want to get involved in we want to prevent these wars if anything yeah all right we got uh, amy beth quinn says tim can you give a, sh- a big shout out to wes a fan of yours who is currently hauling my family's stuff in a semi from washington to tennessee Ooh. as we move from tyranny to more freedom nice. and lydia I have a super guest recommendation for you. Check out Jim Stroud on Rumble and Anchor.fm. I will do that. Shout out, Wes. Very cool. Nice job, Wes. Visidia says, you really need to get Scott Horton of Antiwar.com on. He broke down the politics and history of the Ukraine-Russia conflict expertly on Dave Smith's podcast. We've had Scott, right? We have. Yeah, yeah we, we skated with indeed, him. Yeah. He came on the show, and then afterwards, it's like midnight, he and he's like, let's skate, skate the mini ramp. And yeah. I was like, bro, it's minute. What? I got to wake up. <laughs> but I did a kickflip pivot. So bonus. That, that's a sick trick, and I was very stoked that oh, I, wow. I did it. Um, it'd be cool to have Dave Smith and Scott on. Yeah, that's a good idea. If if they're available, yeah, it'd be great I'll to have some uh, anti-war personalities talking about what's going on. Let's see what we got here in these super chats. Richard Bloom says, "When has any communist or fascist or bully ever had enough? Study economics. Growth through expansion is the only way they succeed." Yeah. Chris Williams says, why do you think Russia wants Chernobyl so badly? I I think they want to secure the country. Symbolism? No, I don't think they want Chernobyl so badly. I think they moved into the north. Chernobyl is very close mm-hmm. to Kiev, and they're taking strategic points. They they can use it to their advantage, and they're going to move into uh, uh, to Kiev. There you go, man. Alan Rogers says, so much for 69th generational propaganda, PSYOP digital warfare, eh, Tim? Looks like guns, tanks, and planes are here to stay. Oh, I never said they were, go- were going to be gone. I was saying that a key portion of the war is going to like, like war will be fought through propaganda. But what you got to understand about hot war with planes, tanks, guns, and all the stuff is when the propaganda stops working, then you escalate your tensions. You know, are we going to see uh, nukes launched? We've seen gravity bombs dropped in World War II, and that was it. Are we going to see ICBMs be actually used for the first time? I certainly hope not, but they could be. Could be, man. Seth says, was delighted to tune in tonight to see you were able to get Nordic Kratos on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it, did people call you that or something? Yeah, or? That's new Nick Kratos. <laughs> I love it. No, but I'm guessing he was talking about me. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a feeling. Oh, yeah. It's Kratos, the guy from God of War. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, character. yeah, yeah. Okay. You do look like him. He's a beast. <laughs> God of War. <laughs> How fitting for tonight's show. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's I've been talking some. about de-escalation of conflict the entire night. I'm not doing my job. No. <laughs> Livin says, do you think this will result in Biden having to reestablish our energy independence, rolling back restrictions on fracking and restoring Keystone? Now, I, I did want to read this, even though we did address it, because I just want to uh, reiterate Biden recently in the past few days suspended leases on oil and gas. Yes. Yeah. 22nd. <laughs> that yeah. would be, that would be a, a fantastic step in the right direction from Joe Biden. Would you know, I would I would take him a lot more seriously as somebody who is protecting the interests of this country. If I saw a move like that, you know, what we, were, we were saying the other day is could, could you imagine if on, on this for the State of the Union, he comes out and he's like, my fellow Americans, I've done a bad job. Inflation's <laughs> through the roof. Our policies haven't worked. War has erupted in Eastern Europe and we're not sure how to handle it. Afghanistan was an absolute disaster it was on my watch and my fault. And I'm sorry. Mm. Could you imagine? <laughs> I'd respect him if he did that. Okay. I would, too. I would be like, yeah. wow. I'd I, be like, all right, man. I, after after coming clean and saying all that and just owning up to it, I'd be like. Let me know what you need. I'll help you fix it. You got it. You, you come out here and honestly. That would be like, a powerful statement from yeah. from any world leader. Right. But I, I, he's, good, he's good gonna, luck getting that. 
Could you? I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like someone super chats the other day, they were like, they were like, God bless his speech writers for the State of the Union. Right. What are they going to write? <laughs> this has been a terrible past year. They, they put up a fence already. I don't know what you're going to write about it. COVID at that point. was worse than it was under Trump. There were more deaths. Inflation is through the roof. Sucks Gas prices it, yeah. have doubled. There's a there's <laughs> Afghanistan was bungled. There's a war breaking out in Europe. We could have I seen quit. it all coming. <laughs> yep. What if he quits? What if he's like, oh, yeah. I'm out, and he drops yeah. the mic and just I'm leaves. going to get some ice cream. Yeah. And then Kamala <laughs> is like, is this thing on? <laughs> oh, no. What would actually be way better if he comes out with his aviator sunglasses and he's got the ice cream cone, and he's like, Later. and then instead of speaking, he just goes <laughs> like, you're screwed, bucko, and he walks out. I don't know, Jack. Look fat. Yeah. <laughs> just like, Look, Look fat. <laughs> Look fat. I love it. He should just come out with one of those stories where he starts just talking about like kids touching his legs. Yes, and he should just co- just come out right from the rip with something that has nothing legs. to do with the State of the Union and then just do one of those like shuffles where he walks away real quick as everybody's just bewildered trying to ask questions. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now's the time. Yeah, dramatic exit. <laughs> He's got an audience. RM says, you are missing the point. The U.S. enticed Ukraine to give up their nuclear arsenal and agreed to back Ukraine and Russia if Russia came knocking. Does anyone think Russia would invade if Ukraine had nukes? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people were mentioning there was a deal the U.S. had with Ukraine that we would back them up. I don't know about it. I don't know. But there we go, man. I'd like to know more about that if you guys have any info. Odd Stance says, I hope people can now realize there are no right sides when it comes to war. The victor writes the history books. Hopefully people will now realize that fact. When you get into a pissing contest, you don't win. You just get covered in piss. Yep. 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 Wrestling with a pig. John L. says, Russia won't buy Bitcoin. Putin will buy all FJB coin. Wouldn't that be oh, really yeah. funny? If Putin was just like, <laughs> that would be an no. interesting turn of events. Awesome. The new we standard. Yeah. Warfare. Just buy FJB. You're going to see a spike in that today. The Russia going to crypto is kind of like a hope. I don't know if it's likely, but that's like a hope of mine. Likely what would happen if they got cut off from SWIFT. They'd have to create their own currency, whether it be a central bank coin or a piece of crypto that went on a blockchain. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, either way, they're they're obviously going to come up with some sort of solution. Trackable digital even, currency. Even if it's a, I mean, even if they don't go to crypto, they're going to go to some sort of other payment system. And you don't think that that China would hop on board with that very quickly? And China, India China can exist in both. So mm-hmm. so why wouldn't all these why wouldn't all these these big you know uh, economic countries in that part of the world say, yeah, well. Dude, we'll use that one too. You'd see American corporations spinning up Russian currency if they did that and be like, I'm playing both sides, just like Henry Ford did in World War II. Yeah. I mean, so whether or not it goes crypto or it stays on fiat, I mean, that's a bad idea regardless. I think that that's something that needs just to get pulled off the table immediately. Hunter Keller says a nuclear winter will cancel out global warming. Yeah, there you go. That's the plan. And Greta, nice. and Greta will be happy. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if that's true, but yeah. <laughs> that's maybe that works exactly how you fact check on that. What does Snopes say about that? Yeah, right. Yeah. Andrew Alvarez says, I'm running for U.S. House in Texas, trying to primary an incumbent. Texas primary elections are March 1st. Wish me luck. Keep America working and our family safe. Everybody, please, right now, look up when your local primaries are and get rid of these incumbents. Yes. I don't care if they're Democrats or Republicans. Tell them to go away. This happened before. I think it was like in the 50s. Like all the incumbents got voted out, and then just all, all new uh, people on both sides. Was it good? Did it turn out to be good? I don't know. I, I think that's something that that should happen regularly. You know, and part part of the problem, 
I think that we, we have in, in our political culture is that people don't pay attention until it's time to go to the ballot box. So they haven't really, they haven't, in essence, they haven't really selected their candidate. You know, such a small portion of people take part in the primaries of their parties that whoever's on the ballot, they just vote for, but they don't really know much about them. You know, there, there's so many better options that are not making it through that initial cut because merely just because people aren't paying attention to it. You know, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a dim percentage, uh, the amount of people who, who pay attention in the primary um, compared to those who show up in the general election. And that's, I mean, you want to start seeing change. You know, that that's a good place to start as an individual. Mm. Tiberius says the real tragedy is that Hunter Biden lost his job. F. Oh, damn. Tina Collette says on climate change, climate cost, etc. Just remember one good volcanic eruption and the world temperature drops several degrees immediately for years. Oh, so we mm-hmm. need. There you go. Yeah, and if you get uh, uh, you know a Yellowstone eruption, yeah, then you get uh, the, the sun blocked out. Then break for, out those coconuts. That's right. <laughs> Sit back and put your feet up and say, "All right, man." Kevin Clark says Metal Gear is great. I love the boss. The end. Everyone you kill comes back to haunt you during it. It really makes you think about your actions and their impact. Oh, that's awesome. Love Tim Caskey, but the great work. Appreciate mm-hmm. it, man. I only played the first Metal Gear. You said you played. I played a couple of them as a sniper. No, I would just run through and just kill people. Yeah. I like tried to like hide in the box, but like the the guard would always find me. I just pop out and kill them. And hide yeah, in the box. action you know? games. <laughs> Kelsey Lacour says, "Live in Carroll County, Maryland. This morning we saw two batches of eight to ten military helicopters flying in formation, heading northwest mm-hmm. from DC. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah, I was when I was getting ready. It says like seven thirty eight a.m. I could hear helicopters. We see them every so often. Sometimes the Chinooks come over and stuff like that. There's a lot. Yeah. Yep." So, so you know, in talking about potential for war and everything, when I was saying I talked to Luke, I'm like, Florida's not a good place to be, and he's like, Well, you're by Mount Weather, and I, I thought about it, and I was like, No, for sure, it's a hike. It's a this, this area, the D.C. area, is a target. Probably the safest area, though. You know what I mean? Well, maybe not the safest. You know, uh, the bunkers of the of mountains in Colorado are probably the safest. They have like uh, they. I, I think they moved NORAD, but they've got mountainous underground bunkers. You probably don't even know about. You got Mount Weather, but we do have. Uh, SAM sites throughout the DC area. So, you know, if, if anything started happening, you got surface to air missiles. I don't know if they have any way of stopping ICBMs. I'd imagine we've, we, we've had to have deployed, um, high power lasers already, right? That can Man. just track and target like Iron Dome. If Israel's got Iron Dome, we have I'm to have something like that. I'm fairly certain that if we wanted to stop something coming over the ocean at us that we, we yeah, I don't think it's not the ice. It's orbital strikes that are yeah. the next big thing. They just come from above. You don't see them coming really. Rods from God. Or missiles from orbit mm. that are straight down. Yeah, coming straight down at you. Too too high velocity to even detect coming in. Mm. I think that we may want to get involved with the military in the U.S. Actually, Tim, it's so weird to think this, but like we might be do a great service to our species if we like go to NORAD and help them or like go. Uh, we'd have to be invited, but I think that we can because you have a voice that people listen to, which we need right now. And well, I have you at least saying I should go to NORAD and well, like broadcast I'm going propaganda with you. for the I government. Th- basically, if if it comes to like a go war, a real door. war, yeah, that's the kind of thing you need people like me and you, or at least like you, like thinkers that are outside of this woke crowd right. to save the lives of, of the, the people. The, the U.S. administration would be like, "Thanks so much for your input, Ian." And I just read this script, and it would be like, "War is good. <laughs> Vladimir Putin is evil, and our war is justified." Enlist today if you're 18 to 26. Take baby. up arms. It's an adventure. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying be people to their death, be. but I will do my best to protect people. That's for sure. I'm not the, reading the, a script either. 
there, there's no circumstance where they're going to be like, thank you. Now, please I'll, broadcast this anti-war message. I'll read the script if I agree with the script, but that's about that. Or just do say your script here and just say whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to be there to help. But in the case of bombs dropping, it would Dude, be nice to be in a bunker. You just want to be in Joe the bunker. Biden, <laughs> Joe Biden is a crooked, crony, capitalist, criminal. All of those C's. Lots of C's. I don't trust a word out of that guy's mouth. I know it sucks to think that my own government is the enemy. I'll tell I don't you like this. living like this. I don't trust a word out of Putin's mouth. Yeah, me neither. That's nuts. But I think there's one thing I can count on: Joe Biden's self-interest, and mm. his self-interest re- requires an American, um, an America to exist in some form. Clearly, the southern border is proof he doesn't care all that much about it. True. But at least he wants Delaware to be around because he got a house there. So that's that's the one thing I can say: Putin doesn't care about the the Joe Biden's house. So long as Joe Biden cares about Joe Biden's house, eh, the peripheral areas will probably be a bit safer than you know. So I, I, I can trust self-interest. Yeah. All right. Chris Pavoto says, Ian, rolling low, bro. The Navy does not emit the most CO2. A lot. Yes. The most. Please check the numbers. Oh, I we see. have the safest global nuke power with carriers and subs. I trust our nukes people to operate our plants. Go Navy. I think I said the American military is the largest polluter. Uh, the Army and the Navy combined. Uh, you know, definitely don't don't take my word at face value, but that's a analytics I've seen in the past. Word. Trash Panda says, we are divided at a time where division is dangerous, and I can't see how we get reunited, seeing how insane leftists are. Dark times are ahead of us. We don't. We don't. Maybe this is it. We're nearing 250 years, right? Yep. There you go. 250 years. Why don't you guys, why don't you do this? Order yourselves some Papa John's. Cheese stuffed crust. Get uh, get extra cheese, extra sauce, some pepperoni. (laughs) Order some wings. Sit back with your friends and your loved ones. Buy a machete and some coconuts and crack yes. them open. Just, <laughs> just sit back up, and drink that coconut water. Up. It's some rum. Yeah, it's good for you. Mm, Fix yeah. your gut biome. That's no joke because that'll get your head in the game. That'll help you get your head in the game. <laughs> just uh, just just enjoy it because, uh, man, it looks like there's going to come a time where you're not going to be able to have that pizza. Correct. Our 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 Papa John's already has no no employees. There's like one guy who works there. So there's no deliveries anymore. It's one of the craziest things that I've been seeing recently is, you know, I, I traveled uh, recently out to Arizona for a speaking engagement, you know, and I used to live in Arizona and um, wanted to go to this old restaurant that I loved. Just this Mongolian grill, just, you know, real basic. We pulled up and it said temporarily closed mm-hmm. due to employee shortages. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that was the, that was the first time. And it's, I mean, it's not like it's a bad restaurant. It's, it's good food. It's, they didn't have enough people to operate the restaurant, so they temporarily closed it. High unemployment and high well, it's hi- lack it's, of employment at the same time. It's so weird. It's high. Um, it's high unemployment, but low. Um, what I don't even know what the term is. Seeking work. That's yeah. The term, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you stop seeking work, you're not even calculated as being no. That, and anymore. that's the problem is you have a tremendous amount of people who are just not seeking work at the time or not seeking work on the books. You yeah. Know, be, because of Again, because they're getting unemployment and they don't want to lose it. Uh, yep. All right, everybody. We're going to talk about this, this, these bio labs in Ukraine. This is really interesting stuff. May all just be a conspiracy theory. Crossbone says Twitter banned a user who matched up the bombing locations in U.S. bioweapons labs in Ukraine. Putin yes. is hitting the deep state when he makes these attacks. I don't know if that's true. Snopes says false. Oh, okay. okay. And that well, means it must that be true. Settles it, right? Right, there. right, right. That well, we don't know, it. but we're gonna take, we're gonna take a look. We're gonna talk about it. I don't know if it's true. It's just some posts on Twitter. 
So if you want to check out the segment, go to TimCast.com and sign up to help support our work. And that segment should be up around 11 or so p.m. You'll want to, you'll want to check this one out. It's going to be a lot of fun. The reason we're doing this one for the member segment is because I, I don't, I, I think it's just a conspiracy theory and it'll be interesting to see. But uh, we could use your support, keep our journalists employed, keep the show operating. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show however you can. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. We're on Instagram with clips. You can follow me at Timcast basically everywhere. Um, Ian Smith, would you like to shout anything out? Sure. Um, you can follow me on all of my social media at Ian Smith Fitness. That's Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Truth Social, you name it, all the same tag. Um, and if you're interested in supporting our campaign, if you want to sign up as a volunteer and you're in New Jersey, uh, if you want to help donate or you want to learn more about the platform and policy that we're running on, uh, just go to iansmithforcongress.com. I would imagine if people believe in what you are doing, staying open, that they might want to help with legal fees somehow. Is that something you're even interested in? People have been tremendously supportive to us all the way through. Is there a um, way, easy way for people to donate? Yep. That's at theattilisgym.com and Attilis is A-T-I-L-I-S. That's got all of our merchandise. We, we like more so to uh, sell merchandise. That way it's not a donation and we're actually working for our money. Oh yeah. And that was, that was kind of the point altogether is that we wanted to work. Um, so people usually contribute by, uh, by buying our t-shirts and stuff like that. And, you know, we've been extremely blessed, uh, all the way through these past two years is that we've been able to operate selling t-shirts and, and on donations. It's really, really awesome. It Thanks is. for coming, man. Uh, Ian Crossland, check me out at iancrossland.net. I'll see you guys later. Thank you guys for tuning into the IRL show at the end of the world. Hopefully this is not our last show. I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll figure this all out over the course of the next few weeks. Hopefully, um, you guys may follow me on Twitter and minds.com at Sarah Patchlitz. We will see all of you, every single one of you, become members at TimCast.com and uh, check out the show at 11 p.m. We'll see you there. Thanks for hanging out.